Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. This is episode 88. I'm your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Krista SJE. And Krista, we got a jam-packed episode. The Bebop trailer dropped. We got some other news we got to get into. We got to review the My Hero movie, talk about Blue Period, and a bunch of other anime. But plus, we got a guest. We got Spicy Lady ENT. Yes, she's coming on the pod to talk all things anime. She writes for Screen Rant, wrote some great anime articles. Going to talk about that as well. So super excited for, for y'all to check and listen to that anim- uh, listen to that interview, part of our Anime Talk Creator part uh, series. But Chris, how you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing okay. Uh, there's a lot of shit going on in life, you feel me? But a lot of, like, a lot of my nerd shit is keeping me afloat right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm super ecstatic with all this news we getting. Like, we getting so much. Every time I look at Twitter, I get excited. Especially, you know, I'm a manga head, you feel me? All the Chainsaw Man news been going crazy with the fucking, has- uh, the, uh, the one shots from Fujimoto. And, to the, and rest uh, in peace to Red Hood. Oh, it's gone. It's it's leaving. It's not announced yet. It's, it's not official. It's, it's gone. It, it could be saved What's, depending on how people feel about it. Maybe. That's my rest fingers Rest in peace crossed. to Elusive Samurai, too. Because Elusive Samurai uh, is probably out of there, too. But I'm get glad that shit out of here. these motherfuckers and, and to get, get some new shit. And, and get narrow the fuck out of here. But Red Hood should stay. I'm going to be honest. That was like yeah. one of the coolest new things I've seen in a while. We just got to speak on that real quick, right? So this is how I feel about it. I'm like, I'm numb to the shit at this point. Like Shona Jump, Shona Jump, I'm like, I'm, I've, uh, I've learned to, un- to expect the unexpected with these niggas, right? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Shona Jump. I love them to death. But at the same time, they literally... We were, are, we were Samurai 8 fans, bro. They cut, they cut Fujimoto right from under us. Bro, the Kishimoto. Oh, yeah, cut, Kishimoto. They Kishimoto. They literally got Kishimoto up out of there like he didn't goaded. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, bro, let him set up what he's trying to set up. He's trying to no. set some shit up. You know what I'm saying? They're like, get it out of here. It's not, it's not we in a <laughs> top, we run a top 10 system in here. If you ain't in the top 10, <laughs> you gotta go. You feel me? But this is my thing, right? I'd rather see Elusive Samurai go because I, I don't read Elusive Samurai. Uh, shout out to the- You can the get it out of there. Who, shout out to Mangaka who did uh, Assassination Classroom. I want to say it's the same dude who did Assassination Classroom. His shit's not hitting. It's not hitting. So you gotta go. And this is why I'm so numb to it, right? Rest in peace, Phantom Seer. We all know that Phantom Seer got up out of there. It was hidden. Okay, that was, is fair because that was you was you were championing that hard. That shit's out of there. So I, the I, I feel I feel the Red Hood getting out. Phantom of there. Seer was selling. You know what I'm saying? Like Phantom, Phantom Seer was selling like a motherfucker, and they they got it up out of here. Zip Man was hard, but Zip Man just had a lot of potential at the beginning. And Hell Warden Haguama, man, I thought that was gonna be the new Yu Yu Hakusho. That shit was great. For sure, for sure, bro. Like I ain't gonna lie, they they've asked a lot of things in the past. They have, but Red Hood. I didn't want to see get axed. I'm not yeah. the biggest fan of Red Hood. I watched, I read the first three chapters and I stopped because like I'm gonna let it unfold and I'm gonna go back and re, uh, you know. But if it gets canceled before I can go back and catch up, that's like an indicator of to me. You feel me? Because yeah. shows like I, I did that with manga like Undead Unluck, and I took a break from Undead Unluck. And when I decided to come back, I had a healthy amount of chapters to read. I know that shit was going crazy in Japan. And it's gas. So I was like, Undead I love the first few chapters. Yeah, and I, whenever I caught up, I was like, "Yes, I'm so glad I'm in this, and I'm so glad it's not Undead Unluck. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it's not Sakamoto Days. I'm seeing Sakamoto Days winning. They just had their one year anniversary. Yeah, and they Sakamoto. had the they had the cover this past week, and I was proud of Sakamoto Days. I haven't, I'm not like caught up, but like I saw it had the cover, and then Kaiju number eight, one. highest that's selling in Jump Plus. 
Shit is killing right now. Oh, but man. man, just as far as the as far as the rankings, you feel me? If if you're not if you're not hitting the top ten, you feel me? They yeah, gotta let you go. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not for no reason. They have other hungry mangaka that want to get out there, get in the manga, uh, getting you know, getting Shonen Jump. It's everybody's dream like to, to be see? in Shonen Jump. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see them do kind. I would like to see the manga companies kind of do what American streaming services do. Like if a show gets canceled on ABC, but it's a good premise and enough people on Twitter are talking about it. Netflix might say, let me pick this up and finish the season. And if we get a lot of viewers, we'll start playing. We'll do new episodes on Netflix for y'all. So I would love to see a Shonen Gangan pick up Red Hood. Like, you know, some like of these even, other even places Jump, pick up these canceled things. Like, even with Shonen Jump, you could, I understand you running on a strict time. And I was talking to the Fade about this the other day. I'm like, bro, this shit is like, this shit is like fucking sports to me. I'll be looking at this, the ranking and shit like, oh, okay, Undead Unluck doing good. Sakamoto Day is doing good. We ain't getting axed, baby. We staying in the game. Ooh, Red Hood is not looking good for Red Hood. And bro, I'm a big fan of Don Don and Hell's Paradise and shit like that because that's Fujimoto's assistant. Like, I be rooting for the underdog. So this is like Horikoshi's assistant. I'm like, it's got to be gas. He got to be coming for, yep. you know what I'm saying? And it, it's sad to see that happen, but it's at the same time, bro, Box is a romance sports anime and I'm I'm reading that like week to week. It's it's still in the 20s, you feel me? But like to say it's, it's a romance in. sports anime, it's staying in and I understand the appeal. Like I'm caught up fucking with it. That's like a nine out of ten manga to me. You feel me? So mm-hmm. far. Yeah, I know you judging me kind of reading that instead of what be said by hero. He give me, he give me, he go give me, he go give me he heated today, man. But but no, but, I'm but I'm saying like but that's a real thing in the manga world. So R.I.P. Red Hood, you know, enjoyed the times. But let's get to the news. Oh, Chris, it's happened. It's out. And I know people are probably expecting me to rant, be upset, be angry. But let me say this. The Cowboy Bebop trailer dropped. And I feel two ways about it. And this is what I feel. I feel, first off, that the trailer impressed me. But I don't know if that show feels like Cowboy Bebop. I don't know if that show gives me Spike Spiegel, Jet and Faye, or if it gives me some Pulp Fiction-y, noir-type space western story, which I'm not mad at, but I just don't know if it's Bebop. I do feel if you've never watched the original, you're going to fucking love this show. But if you watch the original, it may not be for you. So I, I don't know. I'm torn on it. I'm super torn. I didn't like John Cho, but the world looked good. We saw all the villains, like, they had the animal environmentalist people with the with the drug. They had the, the drug runners from episode one with the woman and the rose on the ground, that shit. He was thinking of Julia at that point. We saw Julia. We saw Vicious. They have Grin in there, the saxophone player. They got Pierre La, La, LaFoot or whatever his fucking name is, the clown bomber. They got they, 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 they did a damn good job of getting all these villains, but like, I just don't know if I'm buying into... John Cho is Spike Spiegel. I may buy into John Cho as like random Western cowboy, sure. But I don't know if I'm going to buy into him as Spike Spiegel. Uh, and bro, this is, the, this is the crazy shit, bro. This has been such a jam-packed season, just a, such a jam-packed week, past couple weeks with just news and shit. I forgot this shit even came out. You feel me? Like, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Did we, we uh, last episode, we talked about the other, the non-trailer. like the Yeah, little, the little teaser. This is the official where we so, see the plane. Well, we get the, well, this is the one. Oh, yeah. This this is the one. Like, but with the, the teaser, what I was scared of, because they were like saying, oh, this isn't the trailer. This isn't the trailer. We're not showing you the trailer. So I'm like, okay, 
you're still showing me some live action shit y'all cooked up on the same set, same production mm-hmm. company. So I'm expecting the show to look like this. So I watched it and I was like, y- y'all trying to make this shit is a little too comic. You feel me? Like Cabo mm-hmm. Bebop is one of the few anime that is not adapted from a manga. The manga was the manga came after the anime. They based mm-hmm. the manga off the anime. So you have to take into consideration you're adapting an anime, not a comic book. You feel me? And they're making it feel super comic-y, like I'm watching a Batman movie or something. And when I watched the official trailer, I like you said, they didn't get everything wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like... It wasn't, it wasn't like, like Death Note. It wasn't bad. Was it really Not even close. It wasn't bad, but like, it feels more to me like y'all tried really to be Tarantino-esque. And I know that's not fair because... Tarantino based a lot of his stuff off of Bebop, but it doesn't feel like Bebop. It feels like y'all saying, all right, we like this concept, but we're going to just make a noir space anime that's pulpy. And like, and see, I'm going to give you that. I do believe that the heart of this comes from a, uh, being a fan of Cowboy Bebop, but For also sure. being a fan of a lot of Western Other American stuff, yeah. movies. And just you want to adapt it that way because that's how you it makes you feel from, you know, and a lot of people agree with that. And I'm not hating on that. But this is my problem with it, right? And I gotta, I gotta go back to when we first originally were talking about this. What did I always say? Gotta see Give a trailer, me yeah. the fucking trailer. So we finally got the trailer, right? But we didn't just get the trailer. We got like a year and a half, two years. How, how long did we get news about this shit? Like, was it two years, year? bro? So two two years, years of buildup. So that two years of buildup. After the first year, you start hearing crazy, like. After the first couple of announcements, it was kind of a, you know, we were waiting for more. We it slowed down, but then, and it, just then, then it just was up. back to back to back to back. And it's like, bro, come on, son. Just give us the, all, you, all we need is a trailer. But then they gave us this opening remake. You feel and me? Type. They gave us the opening. Then they gave us, no, first they gave us the announcement of Yoko Kano. And we were like, mm-hmm. huh? Then they gave us the opening, the, the, the redone opening in the new style. Then they gave us this episode zero stylistically shot thing. And then they gave us the trailer. So all of these looks leading up, just, I don't want to say set up see, negative emotions, but it, it didn't set positive ones. I'll say that. Exactly. Cause the trailer is not bad. It's my, not my big thing. It's not like how you said, like, I remember just coming from off of all of our other coverage of this shit. It's very, usually very, what the fuck? Come mm-hmm. on, man. It's garbage. We're not ranty today. Today. I like that energy from you because that's the energy I'm, I'm having for it. Because you were like, you was like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm on the fence about, I don't know how to feel about it. You I'm not, I'm not, and, and I'm not wishing it not, uh, I don't want it to suck. Like, why would I, I don't think it will. This is my big thing. I think it's going to be an amazing show, an amazing series, because I love Tarantino type shit. I love what they're going for. Mm-hmm. The only thing that leaves a bad taste in my mouth is that it is Cowboy Bebop. And it's like, you I'm going to enjoy the adaptation of it, but it's not going to be the... Our dads are going to fuck with this because they don't know what Cowboy Bebop is. Exactly. Like, like, I feel like, like they're going to get the gist. Mm-hmm. They're going to get pe- the gist from this. Pe- people who don't know what Cowboy Bebop is are going to see this as like bounty hunters doing... Like, they're going to think this is the coolest shit ever because it is, but like... And I think it's going to be dope. Like, I think yeah. when I watch it, I still think it's going to be uh, maybe 9 out of 10 show, 8 out of 10 show. I'm going like to enjoy it. 5 to 6 out of 10 adaptation, and that's my fear. Yeah. But they might get it right the trailer might just, you know, and my thing is the trailer wasn't bad either. That's why I was like, give me a trailer, give me the trailer. All that fucking news, I don't care about none of that shit. Whenever they drop that, that, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the the promotional shit. The, the lost the videos, episode, yeah. The lost episode and then the opening. When they drop yeah. the promotional opening, that's something that, you know, the day of. 
you release, you know, you release the, the not the trailer, but like you release it tra- to me, release the trailer first and yeah. then release those two things to kind of hype it up and build it up or whatever with the release of the, the show. But I just needed that trailer. Like, and I guess they wanted to ease you into the trailer with that, but that wasn't a good way that, to ease no, somebody into it. That's, that's a, a good way. Yeah. Like not at all. And like, and like I said, if I, if we, if I am wrong, I've screamed, I've ranted, I've said, fuck this. I will come and apologize. But right now, this is just my honest opinion. I'm not ready to apologize because I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm not going to sit here and trash it because I didn't really think it looked bad. Like, like I said, like it, it looked good. Like, I, I think I this literally is gonna think be, it's going to be good. Yeah, I, think I do, too. Movie. Like, I think it's going to be somewhere between True. it's not going to be CW arrow flash level bad. It's not going to be a CW show bad, but it's not going to be Mandalorian like that great a budget. It's going to be somewhere in between. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like fucking Avatar The Last Airbender in my Shyamalan live action adaptation, you feel me? But or or you know Death Note or any of those. It's going to be and this is the this is all I give Netflix, right? This is If it's tricky ghost, territory. Let me say this, if it's like Ghost in the Shell, that's a win. I'm going to keep it a bean. Or if like it's Battle like, Angel Elite or some shit. That's a win cuz I I like Battle Angel Elite. I thought that was really good. Ghost in the Shell was a little boring to me. Made me fall asleep. Battle Angel Elite is a better one to say because that was actually <laughs> really good. And I'm not the biggest live action guy just because, you know, they're usually garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine times out of ten, they're garbage. And that's being fair. Yeah. But uh, I watched the Full Metal Alchemist live action adaptation and I watched the Bleach for uh, the, the Bleach Netflix when they were both like the Japanese versions. Right. So. I don't want it to feel like that because those to me, I watched them and I didn't think they were bad. The Full Metal Alchemist one was bad because it was all <laughs> over the place. But the thing that they got right was the aesthetic and they kind of got the characters and everything. I think that's what they were going for. It felt like more of like a fucking uh, uh, play uh, in movie form. But at the same time, uh, the Bleach movie, when I watched the Bleach live action movie, I watched it to roast it and I watched it to be trash. And it was a fucking rushed, abridged live action <laughs> version of, you know, arcs Bleach, from Bleach. Yeah. But they still got a lot of the feelings right and a lot of the aesthetics right. But it's like they didn't get, they didn't adapt it right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like they got a lot of things right. And it's like I could watch it and be like, this ain't trash. If I'm not a fan of Bleach and I watch this, I'd probably fuck with it. If I wasn't a fan of my, uh, well, I'm not saying that about the fucking uh, Full Metal Alchemist live action. But when I watched the Bleach Netflix one, the Japanese one, I was like, bro, this is hard, but it's not it's not all the way bleach. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As a bleach fan, I'd rather just go watch bleach. With this, I just don't want it to have that feel. That's like, man, I watched the first two episodes and it's cool, but I think it's gonna keep me there the whole season. It's like, <laughs> I definitely think there's some shots in there that are beautiful, like the ships and everything. I'm liking that. And if in the last time we talked about this, I said it didn't feel like a space western. I felt the vibes this time, seeing Spike walk on Tijuana, seeing Vicious, like some of this shit. Some of this shit they got right now. Will and seeing it, the spaceship, like when they zoomed out, bro, seeing the ship, I was like, oh, yes. This now is you looking see, like- Schubert and I talked about this on Bros Who Binge. This is going to be something that's big. The plane fights. That's going to be something if you make it feel Cowboy Bebop. How you going to do them? There's multiple episodes. Everything too. There's multiple episodes where Spike's doing dog fights and they're in the, and they're in the sky fighting planes and shit. So like, that's, he, that's key. If that happens... That's more positives to them. They also tweeted a, a, a radical Edward style tweet. The Discord was predicting that Ed's going to appear in the last episode going into season two. I like that prediction. I do. I think the Discord might be on to something with that. Ed's going to appear into the season, into season two. 
I mean, you really can't adapt Cowboy Bebop fully without adapting Ed. And they say we're getting on. So. Oh, yeah. On was all over. I, you saw the villain from Ayn's episode, the black dude who's uh chasing him in, in that that has the, the, the uh, afro that Spike was fighting on the fucking roof. And Ed wasn't in episode one or two, so I, I no, Ed, Ed wasn't until a post ballad of the fallen angels. So that's at least Ed wasn't there until at least after episode six, seven, eight, maybe even. They, 10. Don't, they don't want to tease everything. And my the thing is, it just it really does look fucking good. Like the the move, it looks like it's gonna be a good quality series, good quality Netflix series. I'm honestly super excited to see you know. What what anime nerds would call normies? Yeah, <laughs> you know uh, y'all don't watch anime, but y'all you want to watch the live action Death Note. That's not people, Death Note. People are gonna like this. I'm letting you know. I, I, I feel like people are gonna like. I feel like yeah. my stepdad's gonna watch this. He's big in the Bruce Willis on a Schwarzenegger. I feel like he's just gonna see this shit on Netflix and be like, "Let's see what this is hitting me, on." And my dad's really gonna definitely gonna do that exactly. But, it's gonna be it's gonna be high quality. But there are certain scenes as a Cowboy Bebop fan when I saw the way. Uh, he pointed the gun when I saw the way he Spike pointed the gun at Faye and like the, the lines he said were kind of cringy. I was like, Spike wouldn't have said it like yes. that. And the shit he would have said, he would have made it sound cooler. Harold, bro, that's fucking Harold from Harold and Kumar. <laughs> like, let's keep no, it a mean. That nigga wasn't suave. Like, I didn't want to start getting, getting too harsh on it, but you brought it up. That's this type of shit that I'm talking about. Like, he's not cool. He's not. He's not. I was not. talking about, I was, I was Je- watching the show. Jet was, was the coolest. Like, they look hard. I was like, man, it just. And niggas, Jet was the was coolest cool. one. I'm going to say this. Jet and Faye were the coolest ones. I fuck I with Faye. Fuck with Faye niggas was hating Faye. on Faye. And I'm like, bro, I'm sorry you don't have sexy outfit Halloween costume Faye. Like, get over it, bro. Like, you do not need to see this woman's titties for Faye to be like. The, the, the essence of Faye was there. I can't say that for Spike Spiegel. I felt like she feels like Faye. I got to give Danielle Pineda a lot of credit. And I'm giving, I'm giving the black dude credit too. He felt like Jet. I'm rocking. I'm rocking yeah, for the most part. Them. For the most part, they both did really well. It's uh, my thing is, <laughs> I don't remember seeing, and I got to go back and rewatch Cowboy Bebop. Last time I rewatched it was probably like right before COVID hit. But uh, literally... I don't remember Jet getting getting physical like that. Like I, they had Jet doing a lot. I was like, man, this nigga's See, a plain nigga. He's not the nigga that's getting. You, you, you remember? Because the action nigga. Like, but you remember? I told you in our early predictions. I remember I said they made Spike older than Jet, and I said if you're gonna make young Jet, they're gonna they're gonna expand his characters. That's the type of shit that they were talking about when they said take liberties. That that you remember when we was predicting like what they could add to it. And my, my, my bet was always Jet. to me. You feel me? It just ain't believable. But see, I, Jet type of nigga Jet that worked the plane, man. But see, but see, that's the old man Jet. This is kind of young, young nigga Jet. Like he like that is true. He got these hands. Like I, I, I believe that the Jet. Look, if you asking me who I'm more scared of, if I see all three of these people, I'm saying Jet number one, Faye with a gun, and I'm give me, give me John Cho. I'm giving him these hands. That's a fact, bro. Man, I feel like, uh, you know... And you're right, Faye, it shouldn't be that way. Faye and Jet are, are way more believable as their characters. And I feel like they, they got... Like, watching a whole live-action series, I feel like I could get into it with those two characters, mm-hmm. playing those two characters. But I feel like there's going to be a lot of moments where just John Cho will say some shit or just do some <laughs> shit goofily, goofily or whatever, and I'll just be like... 
you ain't fucking spike nigga stop <laughs> but like i feel like you could sell me fade with this like at first i wasn't i wasn't opposed to it because you know what i'm saying she wasn't hypersexualized i figured that wouldn't have happened you like, you even you, you said that multiple times when we any were sensible about person stories. like any sensible person like a lot of the horny fucking anime watchers you know the the etchy <laughs> you know like, I, you know i watch my etchy but it's 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 more of a culture type thing. You feel yeah. me? It's like tasteful type shit. It's like nah, son. You're not about to sit out here and be like, you want live action to look like? <laughs> how would this shit be ingestible to humans? We all know. We all know. Cowboy Bebop had this much etchy in it. As far as you know, they had certain scenes where, of course, they did some shit to sexualize certain characters. You feel me? To be honest, like they tried to make Spike look hot. You feel me? They had like, they certain had, like a moments. shower scene and shit. Like they did or something with like this that. Nigga, nigga was butt naked in, in the in the in the uh, one of them episodes. You feel me? But I just know nowadays you wouldn't get that type of shit like nobody should have been expecting that in the first place especially from a whole female character that you're supposed to be taking seriously it's mm-hmm. not supposed, like you're gonna ruin somebody's character by just being like let's do some cheap shit you know what i'm saying yeah just to but it's gonna be authentic it's like nah son like nobody's moving like that you feel me and and that was the thing with with the whole me not liking her at the beginning is because I didn't think it was believable until I really saw her get in the bag of uh doing like doing stuff moving, like yeah, and hearing her talk. No, and, and that's fair. That's fair. I'm not and when but I, I'm the same way with Jet. That's the thing with me too. I was like, I like the fact that they're making Jet like this too. I'm like, it just don't, it's not hundred percent sold to me. And it's like with them, I'm at least I could at least say I'm like at 80% sold. Like if I, I wanna watch, watch the whole show season. For them. Like, yeah, like if I can watch a whole season for 80%, y'all gonna have me. There's gonna be 20% where I'm gonna be like, mm. Not maybe even like if they do a great job, it's probably gonna be like you know what I'm saying ninety percent, and I'm gonna be ten percent not in there. But like with Don Cho, it's just like from the trailer, it's from bad. the first two <laughs> teasers, you can tell, son. It <laughs> if it's fifty fifty. Like if you could sell it to me fifty percent of the time, I'd be surprised, son. Just yeah, because, I don't mean I think, to shit on him as an actor because he's 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 a good actor. I've seen him in other roles, but but not, not for this. Not, yeah, it's just not for him. It's not built for him. But you know. Whatever. Better response from the Cowboy Bebop trailer. I know, like you said, people thought we was going to come up here and shit on it, but, you know, I had to keep, I had to call a spade a spade. So shout out to Netflix. Hopefully it's good. We'll be reviewing it on November 17th. It drops on 17th or 19th, two weeks away. So I'm super Rest excited. Soon, soon. Yeah, Let's no, go. it's like really, it's like we're, we're right here. So they're doing it. They're dropping the whole thing. It's going to be episode to episode. I think they dropping the whole thing. They need to just drop the whole thing. I'll binge that motherfucker for real. Y- yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to watch it all. They might as well, but especially since they how long they had us waiting but something that that people are super excited for they did a little teaser nothing crazy but on monday it was confirmed that tatsuya endo's spy family manga is getting an anime that will start in 2022 i'm hyped for this i've been part of the spy family initiative shout out to my guy pete from what do you say anime shout out to the spy family gang in the discord we move we move this is huge uh, I tweeted some shit earlier and Peter, uh, he replied to me. He said, um, like I said something about like, I'm glad I only read the first couple chapters and I like I held off on it to wait to read it whenever there was a lot of chapters but because like I got to animate surprisingly fast. Yeah. He was like, he was like, dog, I don't blame you after seeing the trailer. That's, the anime is going to look real good. Now I, yeah, like, well, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting him to go with this style, but boy, am I, I didn't in. expect it to look that good either. Like seeing the wife, like seeing just the family, like, Nina Forager, like nah, I'm I'm in. It looks yeah, I, great. I didn't expect it to look bad or anything, but at the same time, it's hella. It's like this is soon. Yeah, you got this trailer. I like, bro. We're at volume eight right now in the manga. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how good it is. That's nuts, bro. But you, that's how good it is. 
I, you know, I'm the Fujimoto stand. You feel me? Shout out to Endo. You, uh, what is it, Tatsu? Uh, yeah, Tatsu. Yep. Shout out to Tatsu Endo, bro. Because at, this, at the end of the day, you in the circle of winners. That's my gang right there. You feel me? Yuji Kaku, Tatsuki Fujimoto, Yukinobu Tatsu, and my boy Tendo. You know what I'm saying? Or Endo. You feel me? Tatsu mm-hmm. Endo. Because them boys is the goats, bro. Spy Family, Don Don, Hell's Paradise, Chainsaw Man. I feel like that's that energy, like they all be going out together and just doing shit, vibing in the fucking studio together, just cooking up. That's like, I look at them, like I look at like Young Money when it was like Wayne and <laughs> like Drake. A rap you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I look at them like a, a hard rap collector, like ASAP Mob. They all out here killing it. Cause there was a point in time when Rocky Ferg was both like up, 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 up. That's a fact. And I, I, I like seeing that. You feel me? And that's rest in peace, not to bring up Red Hood again, but that's why I, I love that energy. Cause I like seeing that, you know. Horikoshi's doing good. Who's helping him? Who's working with him? Let's get yeah. them out here. Give them the give them a shot. I hope to see a lot more of that in the future because, Same. bro, we getting some classics out of it, bro. Where's like, Oda's assistants? Bring them out. Like the one piece assistance, I know they're there. Like, I, man, I I look I look highly of Fujimoto. I'm a Fujimoto stand. But at the same time, bro, I look at Oda like a god. I don't think yeah. that nigga need no assistance. Like if, if Oda got some assistance, bro, them niggas is goaded now. With they, why are they not the number one selling and showing jump? What right they now? had, I'm I'm ready to read it. That's they probably still helping Oda. They like nigga, we dedicate all our time to this shit until One Piece is done. When One Piece is done, you might see oh from worker from editor of One Piece because them niggas right now One Piece got they full undivided. That's a fact. Attention. But Spy Family is going to be great. It's going to shock people in 2022, and it's going to be probably one of the biggest things that drops that year. Next up, we got the official website for the television anime adaptation of Daisuke Azawa's The Imminence in the Shadow light novel series revealed the show's teaser video and trailer, and uh, they announced that it was going to have a 2022 premiere. This is what the show's about. Shadow brokers are those who go unnoticed, posing as unremarkable people when in truth they control everything from behind the scenes. Sid wants to be someone just like that more than anything. And something as insignificant as boring reality isn't going to get in his way. He trains in secret every single night, preparing for his eventual rise to power, only to be denied his destiny by a run of a mill traffic accident. But when he wakes up in another world, suddenly finds himself at the head of an actual secret organization doing battle with evil in the shadows. He'll finally get his chance to act out all of his delusional fantasies. Another isekai. It didn't sound bad. The trailer didn't look bad, but it was just a teaser. I don't know if I'm going to watch this. Maybe when a real trailer drops, when we see a little more how it looks, but the synopsis isn't bad, but I'm not 100% sold. Yeah, I might peep it out just to see. If people are talking about it, I'm going to peep it out. But I ain't going to lie. One thing I got to say about this trailer, I'm going to say it about the other trailer too, but the music, bro, that shit had me hyper than anything. I was like, but who is working on this fucking soundtrack? I'm like... It was good music. The second it had, one it had me hyped. Like, I had my good. adrenaline pumping. And like with the animation and everything, I'm like, okay, if y'all go for the aesthetic... If, if you like with the isekai shit, don't give me no boring ass isekai. There's a million isekai right now. Why should I watch yours? That's how I feel. Yep. There's like That's a thousand fucking isekai series. Like, bro... If, if I was literally, and this is me being honest, if I was literally going to look up how many Isekai series dropped in 2021, I feel like my honest number that I think it would be would probably be around like 40, 50. I'd say, too much. I, I say I'm lowballing it at like 20, but that's still a lot. At 20 is too much. It, yeah. like, even if you're lowballing it at 20, which I could, it might be 20. That's too fucking much. Then in one in, year, in, you give me in, twenty new Isekai. In 15 of them, are they all pop up into a magical Lord of the Rings style world? 
they they bro i'm tired of seeing isekai i'm tired of seeing fucking goblins i'm tired of seeing these fucking i'm just gonna play an rpg game if that's i want to feel that's like how that. i feel about demons though bro on the real like i'm like after jjk demon slayer and chainsaw man i'm good like give me something else like we don't need shinigami we don't need demons them three got it covered they did it like and I feel that same way about them goblins and them swords and shields. Let me just go play Skyrim, my nigga. Like, I yeah, don't need to watch that. Give me a good show. Like, give me a show to watch. That's why when they had all these crazy ones, like, what was it? ReZero? ReZero? Yeah. People fucked with it. But they had other, not, that's not a crazy one, but like some of the etchy crazy ones were kind of like nuts. But it was like they're trying to do something different with Isekai. And I could respect going in a different adventurous direction than making the same stale ass shit. But you got to make something good. Like, don't just make something shock. Because you remember Goblin Slayer was like yeah. shock value for the sake of shock value. Oh, the other one we reviewed that we were like, yo, y'all are walling for this shit. The yeah, one where he just straight shit. raped the girl. What, what the oh, yeah. Uh, what the fuck uh, was that show? The Revenge one. I forget what it was called. Um, what dude dude trying to get revenge for that girl evil, treating him? It was, it was fucked up. It, it was, was fucked up from episode up. one and it just got more and more fucked up. So by the time he was up on episode two or something, you're like, yeah, I gotta drop this shit. Like, <laughs> like, talk about anime nobody could walk in on you watching because nigga, I was watching that shit just to see what the timeline was talking about. We, I, I know you remember with the, the meat slapping video hit the Bro, it was like, what the crazy. And like, so we watched it. It was people in the comments on our YouTube video was like, oh yeah, y'all gotta review this. Y'all gotta review this. And we reviewed that shit. I was like, what? Shout out my niggas that fuck with that, but y'all niggas are bugging. I cannot <laughs> cap, son. I don't know how y'all could watch that and just not turn it off because I can't I can't cringe there's a certain amount of cringe that I can endure you feel me there's a funny amount of cringe that I like I'll watch some shit like Like, like, bro it got bad bro it got bad dog like I ain't gonna lie I didn't watch the whole thing I didn't go back much after the first I just watched the first two and that's it and I, I went back to see if like I remember I watched the first two and I dropped that like there's no way and niggas tried to hype it up and hype it up and I was like let me see what happens after that so I watched like the next episode or like I, I skipped through it I didn't watch the whole thing but I skipped through the next episode the next episode and literally same thing it's like it's literally like a hentai and it's like a a, a bad hentai that you wouldn't watch you know what I'm saying it's like I watched that shit I'm like Isakai I, I just remember at the end of episode much. two when he wiped her memory and was like yeah you're now my slave bitch and i'm just like whoa you, <laughs> you put that hot poker in her you did Boom. all that bad shit Son, the, to- the dialogue was nuts too because it went from like okay what the fuck to whoa whoa what the fuck are y'all fucking serious what am i watching i, I like this i wish we knew the name of it but i'm glad we don't i think it was re-healer re- re- redo of a healer oh, or something like that redo hero no, it's redo of healer because the nigga was a healer. <laughs> he had a weird, weird style of healing, bro. Because I don't know what was going on, bro. He, it was like that—that's some sick shit. Like that's some yeah, sick that ass was series. Crazy, bro. Shout out to uh, shout out to, shout out to uh, Joey, the anime man, or whatever on YouTube. I watched he interviewed the actual creator of that because he like speaks Japanese, oh. he lives in Japan, so he interviewed him. And I watched that shit just to be like, what type of nigga is this, right? Mm-hmm. So in the interview. Dude has on a fox, like a, like a cosplay helmet type shit, and he's talking through it like you can't see his face. Which of course, if you put some Bro, shit like that yeah, out, you wouldn't want to be seen in the street. <laughs> you feel me? You would not want to be seen in the street. But they interviewed him, and he was just sitting there like, "I just made this shit to be different." He was like, "Everybody was doing the same shit," and he was like, "That y'all not going far enough. Y'all just nobody's gonna read y'all shit if y'all don't make it exciting." He's like, "It could be good, it could be bad, but if it's crazy." It'll be just enough to make people go, wow, I want to read that. He was straight shock value. 
literally he just he just wants to <laughs> straight clout nigga man clout demon boy crazy but all right but that's part- isekai in us not to not just we got but, like, but there was in. a point to all of that because that's how they are like that's that's what the isekai, isekai genre is yeah no that's a fact next up the final story we got is cloverworks announced on sunday that it's producing a new original television anime titled tokyo 24 coup or tokyo 24th ward that will debut in january 2022 the anime takes place on an artificial island floating in tokyo bay named uh kyokuto Horigai, uh, Tokubetsu, Chiku, 4 East Special District outside of the law named the 24th Ward. The manga centers on uh, three children, friends born and raised on the island, Ran, Koki, and Shuta. The three have different social standings, hobbies, and personalities, but they're always hanging out together. But their relationships will change dramatically after a certain incident. At a memorial ceremony one year after the incident, the three happen to meet again and all of their phones start to ring at once. The phone call is from a friend they thought was dead, urging them to choose the future. Each young man will believe in their own way of doing things to protect the future of the people of the 24th Ward. The reason why I put this on here kind of sounded like I I know what you did last summer, but like anime style where like they got to go save people after. This just got to sound kind of hard. And after I definitely fuck with this trailer too. this trailer was kind of hard. I'm giving things benefit of the doubt after Blue Period. This is one of those where I'm like, this shit may be hard. That's why I, I be wanting to peep out everything from the season because you'll find these gems that you don't think will be good and you watch them and they end up being really great. Like Blue Period, Wonder Egg, and it's just like certain things I'm not going to give a try just because I know what they are already. Like, mm-hmm. I hate to loop back around, but usually with the Isekai shit, you know what you're getting. And it's like, yeah. if you watch one, you've watched... You know what I'm saying? Them you all. watch most of them. You feel me? Yep. But at the same time, with shit like this, it's like, I like fresh shit that I don't know what I'm going to get into because it could be good, it could be bad. But like, nine times out of ten, even if it's not the number one best shit I've ever seen, it's usually worth watching. It's usually like, I'm glad I watched it at the end. That's a fact. And the trailer's pretty good. So that might be something we review at a certain point. But that's all of the news for this week. Let's get into the discussion section, which is a conversation with Spicy Lady ENT. Chris, I'm excited for you to hear this. Great conversation. I like spicy lady ENT. I gotta get next time she comes on the show because she definitely wants to come back. Gotta have you on with us because that was a crazy conversation. Yeah, spicy lady ENT. She is like one of the must haves for your Twitter timeline. You feel me? She's one of my favorite people I follow. I love every time that she puts content out on a, on a uh, on the timeline. I'm always engaging and shit just because like she be going hard out here. I love real authentic people. You feel me? In the in the community, you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like there, there's only. Cause you know, I'm anime talk down. You feel me? What do you say? Anime? I fuck with them. That's gang. You feel me? But in this space, like as far as content creators, I only fuck with like authentic content creators that go people super hard dope, behind yeah. this shit. And and she's one of them. Like, you know what I'm saying? And she's definitely a thousand percent one of them. You feel me? Like support her a thousand percent. I can't, I haven't seen this interview yet. So I'm gonna be watching it with y'all. So I'm like super excited to see this too. It's really dope. Especially since like she works for screen rant now. And we talk about that, like about how, how, she got in the writing, really dope conversation, but let's no need to prolong it anymore. Let's get into the conversation with Spicy Lady ENT right now on Hashtag Anime Talk. Hello, Anime Talk viewers. And look, I, I said it in the last episode. This is a part of our Anime Talk creator series where we're bringing in different people in the anime industry, in the manga industry, in the community that we feel has a voice that needs to be heard from our audiences and audiences across the world. In the first uh, uh, edition of the Creator Conversation, we had my man Patrick Thomas in Allende Hall, creators of God Punch. And today we got the spicy lady right here, man. My, my girl, Ashanti, yes. writer for Screen Rant. Uh, you host 
What podcast do you host? The Spicy uh, Spicy Lady Podcast? Yes, and I'm also part of NMA Lately Podcast with my bros over there. So, yeah, because we're currently on hiatus on Spicy Lady Talks on hiatus. But. Okay, but in the anime <laughs> one is which one? So we let our fans know. So go support y'all. Oh, yeah. Shout out to, um, make sure y'all follow NMA Lately Podcast. We go live every Thursday and Sunday. Um, Thursday, the podcast. Sundays when we do um, live reads and reactions. Um, on the latest drops of the manga that that um that day. So go That's check hard. them out. <laughs> yeah, we go we're on YouTube, Anime Lady Podcast, um, uh, Twitter, everywhere, everywhere, see podcast. So, go so we got the it. spicy lady in <laughs> here. Like I said, I'm super excited. I feel like this creator conversation is necessary because not just for African Americans, but all weebs around. Like it's important that we know each other, that we we communicate because there's enough money out here for all of us to be thriving and we can lift each other up. And I feel like there's no need to have the crab in the bucket, like this gatekeeper thing, but especially with black nerds, because I'm going to ask you how it was for you. But for me growing up, being a black kid as a nerd, it was something that like you wanted to hide because you didn't want your, your, your cool black friends making fun of you. The, the white kids was making fun. Like I just, it was like something that you hid, but I realized the moment that I turned 13, 14. So like, no, no, it had 14, 15. So maybe my freshman, sophomore year of high school, I was just like, you know what? Screw it, man. I like Naruto and like ended up making more friends because of it. But middle school and elementary was like hell for me because I was embarrassed of what I love. How would you say the experience was for you as an African-American who loves what you love? I mean, look at your your amazing background, which I think <laughs> is kick ass. I, I still got to fix mine. Like you can't <laughs> even see all my posters because like my computer's <laughs> hidden. But like I got some stuff. So I just show the figures. But I love your backdrop. Thank you. I have like it, this is like Marvel and I have my DC background like right here in front of me. I, I don't know. I'm going to try and see. Like, let, let, so if, I, if you can. So oh. I have that and I have. That I don't know if I see Justice League, nice. Wonder Woman, and the Cannon Buster, stuff like that, Spider Man. So, That's yeah, this is, this is like my desk, my work desk, or you know, my I'm, I have my figurines on my desk too. But, um, as for my experience with anime, um, I got introduced to it obviously, everyone does early on, but I had um, a group of like cousins, um, their youngest awesome. sibling, their youngest sibling was my god sister, so um, there was like 15 of them. 15 of them. So we all used to hang out together, um, but they were really into anime. So they, they had like the VHS tapes and stuff like that. So I first got introduced to Sailor, Sailor Moon and I was like in love. Cause that was your was, first? Well, no, my first was Dragon Ball Z, but like okay. my first, like, like first actually like engage, like engaging like anime. Yeah. It was of like, knowing that it is an anime. Cause I, yeah. I always say that like Dragon Ball Z, I never used that as my first cause I didn't know it was an anime. I thought it was an American cartoon. Now yeah. it was my first really. Because part of me, what Dragon Ball Z was, I I, I knew it was different because I was like, I was like six, seven. Yeah. Because I, I like watching cartoons and I liked action. I was a, I was a very like action kid. Like, so when Same. I watched Dragon Ball Z, I was like, yo, this is not any regular, regular, <laughs> smegular like cartoon. They out here scrapping. That's a fact. And so I, I really was enthralled by that. But then I got kicked out because my mom was like, uh, no, they're cursing. And I'm like, dang. But <laughs> speed up like five or six years later, I was 10. Watching Sailor Moon, Tomboy, Full of Heart, and immediately fell in love with Usagi, who was clumsy like me. Um, all you know, all that fun stuff. And then I fell in love with Sailor Jupiter, who was a tomboy too. She got, you know, really cool for how she looked when in the inside she was really the sweetheart, but you know, she was strong, just a whole cast of strong women characters. So like I just fell in love with that. Um, I used to like all throughout my schooling, I used to like 
always watched a movie on YouTube. I'd be like, what was that anime again? Oh yeah, Sailor Moon. I used to always watch it like on my phone, just whenever I felt like, you know, watching it. But yeah. it wasn't until I want to say like sophomore year of high school where I heavily got into like my own journey of watching anime moan. Um, so much so where I fell in love with Samurai Champloo actually did one of my pro- school projects on nice. <laughs> on the three characters. Um, literally crickets. Those I, I have a big, I had a big issue like speaking in public. So when I themed the project after this anime, I like learned more. I you, you know, put I your all creative. into it. Yeah, I got very creative with it. And so I was very excited to like promote it out, you know, in school. Mm-hmm. Crickets. No one was like, what the hell is she saying? But like, I've been so, that guy in the back, like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> but I got it in a project, and I, I felt very proud of my work. So I was like, I was like, that's when I knew, like, I was like, I want to do this, like, create. I want to do this for like a career. Mm-hmm. And so I set out on that path, and you know, that's how I got here today. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. <love> <laughs> hell yeah. Okay. So <laughs> speaking of that, what? How did you get to? So let's let's continue that. So you didn't have problem growing up. You had your 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 um your cousins, which I think is awesome. See, my outlet was my dad. Like my dad was a, a comic book nerd growing up. My dad so, was. So we watched Batman, the animated series together and Spider-Man and X-Men. So he was just watching yeah. that. And then it just so happened that the next episode, I think maybe after Teen Titans in the midday stuff after school was maybe Dragon Ball Z. He likes it. And then we keep watching it into Naruto, me and him follow Naruto still to this day. And it's Aww. like, so I, so I attribute my dad for that. I'm glad your dad was the same. That's awesome. Yeah, he he um he he got me into the whole research of entertainment stuff because my dad, he'll know the name of every comedian, every actor, every anything. So I I like fell into that trap after I fell in love with the the Halle Berry Catwoman. I love oh! that movie. I'm sorry. I knew it wasn't canon in DC, but I just I love that. That was the black woman representation that yeah. I you know that we had between that and then her, Halle Berry was Storm. So I equated those two you know properties as, as a young black kid growing up. So That's I was like, crazy. yeah, I've never realized this is nuts in my 27 years alive on this earth. Until you just said that, I never realized that. Whoa, Halle Berry was both Storm and Catwoman. Like, yeah. I just removed the Catwoman portion from my brain. But that's incredible for her. I, I never realized yeah. that. And for I, African-American girls like yourself, I could only imagine how huge that was for y'all. So my dad, when my dad, it was kind of like knowing Eartha Kitt. He was like, look, mm. I'm tired of it. She wasn't, you know, this isn't, you know, so he's like, look up Eartha Kitt. So I looked her up. You got the real in the info. Literally fell in love, you know, watching her performances. And I found she's also she was also a dancer because at the time I was wearing my dance ballet leotard for Wonder Woman, me, me for a catwoman. So it's like I I just relate even more to this character. And that got me into where I'm like, well, what are the comic books like? So I started researching comic books, was how I found about Black Panther, you know, vaguely. And then I went into um like X-Men and you know DC, but my dad really got into like the whole research part of it, which is, you know, also how I ended up where I am today. So I, I just yeah. love figuring out different things like that. So, yeah, I just, you know. Shout out to our dads like- for like hooking us up with our careers that we have basically today. That's 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 awesome. So <laughs> I, I, I look, I, I told you before that based on how the conversation flows, I was going to let it go where it goes. And I know we're going to get to how you got the screen right. That's the, that's the business stuff that we have to yeah. take care of. But you just brought up something that I have to just talk to you about because I'm ecstatic about this right now. 
Catwoman, I 100% believe that Zoe Kravitz is about to be the best Catwoman we've seen ever. Yeah. Anne Hathaway was not Catwoman. I'm sorry. You can't put goggles on her and make them fly up and say that's Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer, as attractive and as seductive that performance was and as great that performance, as horrifying it was, She's not really Catwoman either. And I know the older generation, the, the Michael Keaton apologist will say, no, that's our Catwoman. But you read the comics and I read the comics and, the, and our listeners out there who read the comics know she wasn't really Catwoman. So with this new Zoe Kravitz performance, I feel it from the short hair to the embracing of Bruce to just the little bit of conversation we've gotten in the trailer and just to hear what um, Zoe said at Fandom. I am so excited for this new Batman movie. I there's no role that I'm not excited for. And I, I think I'm as equally excited about Robert Pattinson as I am Zoe Kravitz. How do you feel about the Batman? So at first, when I found out that, you know, our parts of being Batman, I was just like Twilight. But then <laughs> but then I took that outside and I, and I looked at his catalog of, of movies and I watched. Did you watch Good think, Time? Good Time. I, what was that one about? That's I watched. That's the Safadi brothers one where he goes and robs the uh the bank with his mentally with his mentally challenged brother and then like his brother t- takes. Oh the- no! But I did watch his performance. But I think was it the King? The King yes, or- with uh, Timothy. Great. Yes, he did a really good job, and I I really liked. And I can I like I, I like to see actors like when they're about to play a major role, the the smaller roles they the side play roles. up up to that. I yep. like to see that because like that's them studying to that to the end goal. That's why so you got to watch Good Time because that's on the okay. way as well as Tenant with, with John David. Oh yeah, I watched Tenant, love Tenant him that. So I, I saw the glimpses of what he was doing and I, I liked the performance. And so after watching the first trailer, I was like, okay, like this is like, early like more i think like i forgot the time like eight not 1800 period but like 30 like the 30 like it's like really early on you know batman so yeah it's like, year one he's well, it's not year one because they they it's one year in like nine months so this yeah. is year two essentially so i i liked i like what was happening um but i like i agree i think zoe kravis is bringing that um mister mysteriousness that selena kyle has um, I did like Gotham's um, Selena Kyle, young Selena Kyle. She's also from a dance crew that I that I grew up um, loving. So I, I liked her embodiment of it too. But I feel like Zoe Kravitz is like style in the, in the trailer seemed very believable. And I, yes, and I heard, bro, the nail, I, was, I, I didn't even see that detail, but like I also saw, apparently I think like they said that her and Rob Patterson's chemistry was like the best out of like any other actress. Yep. And you saw that in like the small glimpses we got. So I, I have hope. I feel like it's going to be pretty good. Just, just seeing her on the, on the floor on like the first teaser we got. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, she into it. Like, and then the embracing <laughs> when, when you see the like the sunlight and it's them two with their silhouettes. I was like, yeah. that's straight from Jim Lee. That's hush. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love that. So I'm so excited. And the final thing I'll say about the Batman I don't know if, he, if if how you feel about this, but Colin Farrell's Penguin. I love that he's doing his best Robert De Niro in Goodfellas <laughs> impersonation because yeah. I dig it. I think if we're not going to get this Danny DeVito, if we're not going to get long nose, like very eccentric Penguin, make him this bombastic gangster who owns the Iceberg Lounge because that yeah. was Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's cool. I, we'll see, man, because like DC, I, they, I feel like they've been 
listening a little bit to I the fans because so. that's um, my favorite like i'm a dc same. guy through and through i am i am too i i fully will always pick dc over marvel or any other because yeah. it's just like i love the characters and they have a huge catalog of black characters that are even more enjoyable so can you save that because i'm gonna ask you oh we'll do it now let's do it now because <laughs> okay. like I'm, I'm having so much fun conversating with you that we're getting so much off okay so <laughs> Sticking to DC, we'll, uh, I'm going to ask you this first just because you brought it up and then we'll talk a little bit more about their movies and stuff and then get to anime. Okay. Who do you think is the best DC black character? Is, uh, is, it, is, it, go, is, it, is it static, just the go-to? I, I said Vixen because I, I... Oh, you said I, Vixen. Okay, I didn't yeah, hear you. I'm I, sorry. No, no, you're fine. I love, I love static. I do. I, I love the early comics. Early comics are really great. But I love Vixen. Like, she is just... I feel like her story is yeah. great and i her feel her powers like, are great yeah like her powers her 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 like she's a fashion icon designer model philanthropist yep and a superhero like on the side like is uh, like her just her the poise that she upholds and you know as her character and that's why it was i don't want to get on a tangent i always do when i come when it comes to vixen <laughs> but that's why i i hated that the CW shows nerfed her character as yep. they did. You know, like Trash. I feel like I feel like her introduction era was perfect. I love the actress who played her, and she played her in the anime series, which I also liked a lot. But it got nerfed again, you know, again. So I just I I really pray that with this whole like milestone thing, you know, comics that we see other black characters that aren't from milestone get more shine because there's, yeah. there's a lot of this equally as much as them as they are you know milestones so it's like i really hope that they bring her uh her anime series back because i feel like it would do so well like i agree i think vixen would work incredibly and in like w that whatever they're doing with that black adam stuff like in the sequel like if black adam has a team of the bring her in that or give yeah. her a hbo max movie i think it would work really well I think my favorite African-American DC character, I have two. So for my lady, it's Rocket. I, I just love the Rocket. The series is, the new comic book series, Fire. Oh my God, I fell over the instantly. I feel like it's better than Static. I'm sorry. I'm it sorry. Is, it it is. is. I stand on it's that. so fire. I, yes. And I love so how like she's not breaking away from Icon, but doing her own thing. She told him she was a look. You basically strong. Why are you up here doing nothing? Like we mm -hmm. need change now. And he was like, okay, look, like literally like a rocket already. So I, I loved how they've written her character, like so Same. so independent. So, you know, and it's like she's she's not using icon, but she's they're they're partners, they're equal. Yep. So I, I really Yeah, I don't treat her. me like an underling. Like I am, like you said, I'm your equal. I that's why I love rock. She's strong, embodiment of strength, just kick ass. So that's my and then my favorite male. I'm I'm torn because I love Batwing. I love Mr. Terrific. I wish they would use Mr. Terrific more. But at my soul and my core, it's Jefferson Pierce. I love Black Lightning because Batman is my yes. favorite DC character. And Batman views Jefferson as like one of the only people like equal to him. Like he looks at Superman as an equal, but in humans, he looks at Jefferson as like someone who does what he wishes he could do. And that's why he trusts Jefferson to lead the outsiders. And 
To yeah. me, I love Black uh, Black Lightning. I love um, Brian Edward Hill's run on him with Batman and the Outsiders. The one I that he just did. I feel those comics. I feel the older comics of the Outsiders that I got. Old one's great. But <laughs> if you need to check out the new run. I love okay. Jefferson Pierce. How, how do you feel? Who would you say your favorite Black male DC character is? Oh, I'm looking at my poster. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. John Stewart, Man. Mr. Terrific. Where you? Where you? Even Bronze Tiger, we could throw in there. Man, okay, I, I like I like Black Lightning too. I like Black Lightning because I think that, in the sense of like um, Black Panther, he's a he's a father first. Mm-hmm. So any anything that happens, he's always kind of thinking about his daughters. So I I do like that. And I do like I like how he like uphold himself but i think secondly have to be static i love virgil yeah. I, virgil is so he's like like people call him like like the black spider-man even though it's miles now but like a spider-man he type. Is. like he's yeah. so he's so like witty forthcoming um and just uh, a wonderful he, he's really dc spider-man like i know people say yeah. like nightwing i know people like say like different things but to me it's static yeah, Static is just a poster boy of like just having fun. And I love the series. But when I got early, like addition of the early comics, I was like, oh, this is like this, Virgil. Yeah. This is Virgil, you know. X so on I, the hat, like damn. Yeah, like cracking jokes, making, you know, pop culture references. Yeah. <laughs> but also like really sassy. And I I even in this, in times of darkness, he's still very like lively he brings light to to the darkness of dc and i think that's exactly. cool to have in a character that doesn't let the darkness kind of like evade them from what they want to do as a hero and i think th- i think this and this will be a little bit I'll, I'll get us to anime after this just because like you know but shout out to the listeners out there who love comics and because this is a great <laughs> conversation to me i think this is why i i tend to lead more to dc because of how they handle their black characters they're not black like marvel i feel like you like has black characters but they like to promote the fact that they're black like yes this is our black character like we have black yeah. panther we have luke cage like this but dc's yeah. characters i feel like they're just make great characters who are just black and they're equals to like, look, Amanda Waller is one of the most powerful people in the series. And she's a black woman. Like Jefferson Pierce is someone that Batman trusts to lead his team. John Stewart is one of the best green lanterns of all time. Like we could, we could keep going on. They list them. Whereas with Marvel, I feel like, Oh, okay. We need a new black character. Let's make like, let's, let's, let's give them one. In DC, it feels natural to me. How do you feel about that? Don't get me wrong. DC isn't perfect. It's, they, they're not. They, by no stretch. They, we know how they handled Dwayne McDuffie, which they're writing yeah. their sins now, but 100%. You're absolutely right. It's that. And also, too, like, you know, some some story plots, they still nerf their black characters. But like yep. you said, they have, a, they have more of a plethora. And I think they've, they're creating, I think they're learning from that. And they're creating, like, like characters like Naomi. Yeah. They're learning from that and they're creating more younger heroes to, I guess, fill the void of, of the lack of, of using other characters. That's what happened to Static. They yeah. wanted to, they saw Static was doing so well over Milestone, then they partnered up and then they they didn't utilize his character At whatsoever. All. And you kind of yeah. see that Young Justice too, you know, sorry, but you see they, Yeah, well. they couldn't pay, they couldn't pay for yeah. it. And, but now, season yeah. hey, new stuff, he's going to be in there. Exactly. <laughs> like how they have yeah. Rocket on the promo material. Like when they took Rocket off the team in Young Justice, I was pissed. I was like, yeah. ah! 
But I, remember, I think that's when I first got introduced to Rocket and Icon was when um, on Young Justice. I was Same. watching it. I was like, who are these uh, yep. cool ass people? Mm. Looked them up. I was like, oh, here go Miles. I kept seeing Miles. I'm making a Miles. I was seeing my research static. So I ended up researching a lot of them. And then, you know, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I love, love Hardwire, my life. boy. Oh, yeah. Hardwire. Oh, my God. I love Hardwire off rip. He is very, um, very um, Cerebral. out there. Yeah, and no, I love it. If I'm being honest, militant, after, very after yeah, after Rocket, I'd say Hardwire is my favorite. And this is no disrespect to Static because I Static has a special place in my heart. But I just think the book Hardwire's books are my second favorite after Rocket mm-hmm. in terms of milestone. Yeah, because I, I yeah, because I just I, I I read the first like the chapter zero and my, like Hardwire off rip was like things gotta change. That was yeah. like, yes because that that was that was in her college i was very militant like i was fresh out of uh predominantly white high school you know yep, same. the career i want to be in i was very you know i was in my african african-american um studies history class. class so i was I got my uncle necklace i was very <laughs> militant um so just seeing that in hardware you know and seeing him make his own you know stuff or whatever and i i loved it and i'm glad that they're i'm also having to bring about blood syndicate so i'm interested to see about that Ooh. series i heard i heard blood syndicate was the most popular out of like all of their oh, I, think, I didn't know I, that I, I think i think it was like static and then blood syndicate or something oh, like okay, that cool no, i'm definitely gonna that. read that well i'm gonna read it either <laughs> so, way so yeah but yeah. how do you feel about marvel's black characters because to me i'd say my favorite is Funny enough, Falcon, like I I, I like Black Fire. Like it's I, I I just don't have a choice over there. It's weird. Like I everyone okay, Falcon and the Soldier was great, but I I feel, like it? I feel like he's I just I know how do, how, do, how do I yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, just, I was trying to, I was trying to find the politically, you know, right word to say, but I just I just get very much that from the character. And I know that's my own biasness. That's why I relate a lot to what um um the the first the what's his name? The um the black oh. Oh, now I'm um, blanking on him. I'm looking at yeah. him. I see the old man's face. But I, everything he was saying, I was like, he's right. I agree 100% with he's saying. And like, just that's why I love their conversation in that scene because it's like you can relate to either or. To both, I yeah. Would, and that's why I and see. Funny enough, how do, I've had this take, and some people said, Lenny, you're wrong for this take, but this is just how I feel. For conversations like that, I feel as like an African American, not, not necessarily as, an, as a, as a, African. I related more to Falcon Winter Soldier than I did Black Panther because Black Panther, it felt like it wasn't told to an African American. It felt like it was told to like black people worldwide. And that's great. I love that. I related more to Killmonger. And that's why I feel like Falcon meant so much to me because I Mm -hmm. understand, like you said, I understand what the first black Captain America was saying I related to that, but then I feel Falcon like wanting to fix things, wanting to change things, wanting so like that's yeah. why I love that character and that show specifically so much. How do you how do you feel I, about that? I actually love more Black Panther. I love T'Challa, okay. um, but I, I understand that. Uh, but I think that's why they added Killmonger onto that and and having what he was because they they under people they understood that those are the two sides, you know of of the coin that black people in America live under. Deal with, like yeah. we're, we're literally in the middle. Like we're not part of, you know, Africa anymore, but we're also not, we're a byproduct of what happened to us as slaves here. So it's like, we're always stuck 
in the, in middle. the gray in the yeah. riddle so we you can relate to killmonger but you can also relate to t'challa's willingness of you know family and wanting to uphold a a nation that's technically advanced you know yeah and, for, and having you know the white man come and pillage from that so yeah. you understand both feats but i love t'challa because i just love how he's not afraid to stand alone because he's a king first but i just love how he he will nerf every avenger if That's he feels fact. like it and you know like so i i love that cunningness of him i love that independence of how like he's not afraid to just be with be without them he kind of uses the avengers as like you know tools to make sure yeah. that everything's right you know for with wakanda if they gotta worry about anything yeah, so. it's wakanda first then the world second right? yes yeah, so i do like that but my other favorite character is ruby williams i love oh okay. see i never got into to ironheart i need to i what well, I came across her, um, I, th- I forgot how I came across her, but I, I, read, I read her comic, I found her story, being this smart, you know, black girl from New York, similar to Peter's age, or Miles' age, I forgot, whoever we'll one she one, and still taking Tony Stark's, you know, suit and making and recreating her own, it, yeah. building her own, you know, like, it, like at, at 14 years old, I think she was, she started college at like 15, 14, very young. Apparently, so like, is she, is there's a black character who's smarter than, who's the smartest Marvel person in the universe, smarter than Reed Richards. Is it, is it her or it, it might be someone else? I think it's her or, um, Moon Girl from Mon- from Red Dinosaur Moon Girl. Yeah, it's, it's one it's of one them. of them. Yeah, but yeah, they're uh, Ruby is extremely smart. Like like I said, so I I found her character and I found out that she likes um Quest, a child called Quest, like nineties <laughs> music. That's hard. And I just relate a lot to her character, and she's like kind of like Black Panther, where she's like, look. I got my own stuff over here. I got my own lab. I got my own, you know, suit. Doing my like, own thing, yeah. Y'all, y'all need, you know, so I, I like I like her character too. That's why I'm excited to see her in the new Black Panther movie because I think she'll be a nice um, take on after after Tony because she's literally- And like, she'll be a compadre to, uh, to Shuri. I feel like, I'm sorry. I, I I want the sisterhood, but I also want that competitiveness. Oh, the rivals for sure. Yeah, because they're they're both smart, but I think Ruby's a, t- a little smarter. Yeah. <laughs> I think she is, you know. So I, I, I can't wait to see that kind of, you know, that represented on film, represented on, on on a screen. I feel like you've never seen that, you know, two black women characters. It's always it's always one. We're black about woman to like one black, black girls are about to thrive right now. Not only are you getting Catwoman. You're getting, like you said, Riri Williams. You're getting um, Shuri. You get Naomi. Yeah, and exactly. With the new show on uh, on HBO Max, and you're getting uh, Bad Girl is a POC yes. who's, I believe, she's a mix between Latino and African American. Either way, yeah. you get like it's it's good for a lot of POC women out there because you're getting your voice and you're getting to see it on screen. I think that's absolutely amazing. It's not just Holly Berry anymore. Yep, that's a fact. <laughs> And I can't wait for the new storm because they're going to kill that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so ready for that. But just in our conversation about just Marvel and DC Black Heroes, I just Googled it. I can literally it's Black Panther, Luke Cage, Blade, Storm, Falcon, Miles Morales, James Rhodes, Misty Knight, the Mm. people you said, plus Blue Marvel. After that, how many more do you know? Like. Yeah. Brother Voodoo, like, <laughs> like, what, what, like, and that's why I think I, I tend to go with DC plus Batman's my favorite superhero of all time. But oh, and it's Isaiah Bradley is the name of the uh, person. Isaiah, we were, yeah, we were trying mm-hmm. to remember. But OK, let's get back to the business. Great side conversation. Love <laughs> that we have it had it. Tell me how you get to from 
researching and, and being an anime and comic fan with your dad to working at Screen Rant? Man, it was just taking a leap of faith, like Miles. <laughs> like, literally, I, so I have a, I recently graduated from college uh, with my bachelor's degree in entertainment management, literally the summer before I got hired. Like, you know, so all this time I, I took what I've learned through my own creative um, avenues, through my YouTube, my podcast at the time, you know, and then I was already kind of learning from that with school. So I was constantly evolving, you know, already and learning. So once I graduated, I was like, okay, I need to start getting myself out there. I can't continue. I'm no longer in school, so I can't blame it on being busy. I have to start taking risks and start applying. So I applied to other jobs, but I just saw Screen Rant and I was like, okay, let me try this out. And see. Let me just so shoot pl- my shot. Because I applied two other ones, didn't get the job. I was like, hey, it's good. But it was a learning experience for the process. So when I did this, I was like, hey, send it out. Give it to God. See what happens. And literally, like, I think a month later, I got an email saying, hey, let's test this out. And then immediately was hired. And I was like, this doesn't happen to college students who are fresh out of college. You know, graduate. Normally yeah. some people go into other fields. That's not even a degree. So it's like, it, I was like extremely blessed to be able to have this opportunity, but it just, I love researching stuff. I love reading comics, manga. So it's like, I, I love that knowledge stuff. Again, get that from my dad because, you know, he always told me to look things up. So it's, it's just panning out now. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Fuck yeah. This is what I love to see. And we're <laughs> definitely going to support you over here at the Bros Who Think Network and at Anime Talk. The first story that I saw from you that really got my attention was One Piece's Straw Hats just became DC Comics canon and Aquaman. And just talk to me about that story and just what that meant for you to get that out there. That was the first story I ever did. I know. I, I, that's it why I had to bring first, it up. That's your, that's your number one. It was the first one. And so it was like very overwhelming with how much people were like, this is so cool. But because I thought it was so cool when I when I when I, you know, it I was, was it writing is. it um, because I love um, Aqualads from, from the Justice League and young, from Young Justice, you know, was inspired by that character and how he, he basically was created just for Young Justice to see yep. his own comic book thriving. I, I loved it. And then of course one piece, you know. So it was it was fun. I had a I had a fun time um writing it and equally as fun time seeing everyone receptive to it. So it was it was it was a lot of fun. And I guess it, it kind of fueled me more to like wanna I guess continue and not have like imposter syndrome, you know. It kind of was like, oh wow, I I can actually do this. So it it was it was great. It was a little nerve wracking. I was like, I can't top this, but I kind of took away from that. And was like, well, people like it, so they'll like yeah. they like my writing, you know, they, um, as well as the the, um, the subject, topic, the subject at hand. So that's a fact. Like, okay. <laughs> so first, uh, I guess the first thing that I want to ask you is which DC care. I mean, which One Piece character do you think would be? In, oh, actually, which One Piece? character is who's the dc equivalent to the one piece character so i'll i'll give you a one piece character and you give me who you think their dc equivalent is we'll I, try i am not caught up on one piece oh, i'm okay. going to oh, i'm sorry i was like <laughs> how, how much have you read how much have you read how, how deep I, are you in it i am currently on um skypea okay okay so. well that's perfect i'll do you know i'll do the i'll do the uh big five i'll do the main okay. five okay luffy 
Luffy, their DC equivalent. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I just think about elongated man because they kind of <laughs> share. They share these this simple kind of dumbness and like you know whatever. As, That's why. As I, but whatever, see, I'm th- so. okay. I think I think it's Plastic Man because Plastic Man's the dummy. Elongated Plast- Man's yeah. the the smart one. Yeah, Plastic Man. My bad. I will see. It's you know Mr. Fantastic. That's the elongated man. This the same kind of power, you know. But yeah, pl- plastic man. Yeah, the one in um in just that was in Justice movie. So yeah. yeah, Zorro. I think I think this one. If Zorro's in Marvel, I could easily say Wolverine. But DC, it's a little tricky. Yeah, DC. I think Zorro gives me. Hmm. I don't know why I want to say Green Arrow, but no, Ooh. that's not right. See, I was I thinking. I was thinking right. Batman. Yeah, I thought Batman, but I was like, ah, he's not smart know. enough he's though. Not, like, yeah, he's he still has some wholesomeness to him. He's not extremely brooding. He 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 kind of gives it back. So I was trying to think like a more like a character like Green, like Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. See, maybe m- maybe we could do Roy Harper because he has that goodness, but he still has yeah. that edge. Like he still yeah. has he's super edgy. Like. I can't say Nightwing because Nightwing's too wholesome for Zoro. Zoro's a little way too wholesome. <laughs> way and too. see, funny enough, how do you feel about this with Sanji? Because Roy Harper and, and uh, Nightwing are, are rivals. I feel like Sanji's more of a Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sanji Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because he's equally as woman crazy too. Like, yep. Dick, Dick is a whole <laughs> thought out here. Like, yeah, you know, he is. He is. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah. Nami. Who you got for Nami? Okay, with Nami, I feel like she's like a Wonder Girl type. Mm. I feel like she'd be like, like uh, not Cassie, but maybe, yeah, maybe Cassie. Maybe see, Cassie. I was thinking, I'm with you. See, okay, I'm with you with Wonder Girl, but I think she's a little more Diana. Um, oh, not Diana. Um, Tro- Donna Troy. Yes, Don. Yep. One. See, I I think you was on it with Wonder Girl because Donna Troy's smart. She ha- she has that that niceness, but she's also like. Nami will beat you up if you cross her. Donna yeah. is the same way. Yeah, okay. yeah. In the yeah. in the uh, final one, I'll ask you is Usopp. The, the straight Usopp. Clown. <laughs> Usopp with uh uh the Flash, but yeah, very very like he's like a very he's a so wholesome, but like. I don't know. I, I don't want. I don't want to put him with Barry. With Barry, because I love Barry. Barry's like what about Wally? Guy. Wally's more of a jokester. Wally. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> Let us know in the comments who you think the Straw Hats would be in the DC universe and let us know either on Twitter, on the comments and YouTube. Now, let's get back to anime. I thought you wrote a great article about Jujutsu Kaisen and Fight Club. I thought that was an incredible article because I didn't even realize that like that's what he was going for. And when you see it, it's so there. How do you feel about Jujutsu Kaisen as a series? And being one of these new gen shonen, man, I I am in love with JJK mainly because again I'm a, I'm a huge pop culture nerd. So seeing that that's why I love my hair too. So seeing any kind of references to that in a series, I'm here for it. But also too, like I just love how I know everyone says how like oh it breaks the shonen genre, but it 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 it's completely different. It, it's, it's revolutionizing. Aware, it's, it's aware. Refreshing. Of it's, 
it's aware of what it's aware of where it is in the history of shonen series and it's literally like like, i'm gonna do some completely different Different, you know and i i love it you love the characters every character has their shine like no there's not one character gets like overlooked and i feel like even though we know yuji's the main character i feel like everyone is the main character because everyone just is like it's like a collective group like there's not one character that has like the hero and they say that we're not heroes we're just jujutsu sorcerers like yep don't be you know and i i love that because you know i trust me i love heroes i do but i i also relate to real life people that's why i love seeing um anime a lot because it's just it's not really any like good versus evil it's just people with their own agendas that yep. coincide with each other here and there they might fight and tussle but you know it's just real real life stuff so um, I really love JJK and I love again the movie references are so cool the American pop culture references but I extremely love the Fight Club thing you know so watching Fight Club uh, writing an article I was getting very like in my head about it it's there <laughs> man it's so there if you are caught up with JJK right now and are reading the current arc I forget what the uh, the tournament is called or the the, the under- culling games yeah the, if you're reading about the culling games please just check out Fight Club and check out her article about it because the connection is there. Super great. What would you say are your, how do you, um, let me rephrase this. How do you feel about the new gen Shonen completely? Because we're in a new era. We had the big three era. We had the pre with Yu Yu Hakusho and Dragon Ball Z. How do you feel about this new era with My Hero, Demon Slayer, JJK, Chainsaw Man, Promise Neverland? How do you feel about this new era we're in? And what would you say are the best of this new era? Oh, I love it because I think we're getting like new, new stories. Like, you know, like there's, yes, there's, there's some of the like classic of it, but there's still completely like just whole new like storytelling. Flavors, yeah. Um, My favorite out of whole new, like, you know, The Promise Neverland started off good, but then had its own issues. The manga is in, is great. I don't know why <laughs> the anime did what it just, it made me feel like, dang, I just read all of that to not Man, get a horrible when, anime. When I saw that, like, they're on the bus, I was like, what is going on with TPD? But they cut I, out my favorite character with the, the dude. Spoiler alert, if you never read Promise Neverland. But you know the guy that they meet that's there when they go, when they follow the directions after the forest? They cut him out. They just cut him out completely. I was yeah, like, the, the, one of the, the one of the only uh, kids to ever escape the farms, like, as an adult, two of the most important two. characters, and they got yeah. Goldie Pond, like the yeah. best arc of Promise Neverland. And I feel the same what Demon Slayer is doing because mm. I, um, I think the Red Light District is their best arc. I, I, I agree. Uh, I'm with after, you. After Red, after Red Light District arc, it just kind of it goes down. Goes it, little, it literally, you know? it literally takes a do- a nosedive for a horrible ending. Like and me, and my, me and my co-host argue. I'm I'm so happy you said this. We argue about this all the time. He gonna get on you on Twitter. I'm just letting you know. He gonna get. He gonna oh, get I've on al- I've already gotten like crucified on Twitter by saying this while I was reading. I was people were like, well, "How dare you say?" Because I said I was like, "No, this is what I said." I was like, "So the um, Hashiras aren't that strong." They're like, <laughs> "What are you saying?" I'm like, "They aren't strong." It's just the, the miss, like literally after Tingen, the, the OG, the guy, it goes missed arc. Okay, this is whatever. And then the Hashira training arc, like, uh, yeah, like, and, oh, and then, is the one. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just like, like, huh? Hey. And then we get straight into like, 
oh, Muzan's attacking. Oh, wait, he's really attacking. Like, this is over. And it's like, huh? What? How did the, we end this? After that, I think after the red light district arc, I actually started to like Zenetsu. Like, that was Same. the only thing that actually kept me. I was like, oh, I, I like what Zenetsu's going through. Um, As for, like, I like Demon Slayer, I do. I, but I like when Tanjiro, Inosuke, and Zenetsu are all together. And, and that like doesn't that happen post-red light district. It doesn't. Exactly. And I, and I had, had that been the case, and I, like a, not like a Naruto trip, but had that been the case, I felt like it would have added because I think the writer does a really great job at, at incorporating the comedy element of those characters and they, they all work so well together. That's why I loved the beginning because it was just the three of them together, you know? So yep. And they just ran guess, away from that. Yeah. And focused more on like their individual um, story, which I, I could understand because there was still a mystery to them, but you can still do that when they're together, you know? Yeah. But, and I feel like they focus more of like, um, Tanja being like a savior type with his um with his curse with his mark yep. type thing. So I was kind of like, uh, but no. again, this was the this was the mangaka's first series. So yeah. I think you know she did she did a good job. It's a no, first she series. did. It, 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 it's still doing well. So that's for the anime. I think they're trying to milk it until you know trying to get as much Are as they you can. Talking about milk, my <laughs> girl. They dead, like. You hit it on the head. I've been having this argument for a while. I'm just so happy to hear you say all of this. Because, like, <laughs> to me, I think I agree with you. Like, Demon Slayer is, is good. Uh, I'm not going to say it's great. I think everything up to the Red Light District and the Red Light District is, is amazing. But I can't compare Demon Slayer to things like My Hero, uh, JJK. To me, when you say what's the best Nugen Shonen, I lean to My Hero number one, JJK probably number two, and then I would say it's something either in Shonen Jump of maybe Black Clover, but they do a lot of like just either fan service or just unnecessary power scaling. I really love Undead Unluck. I think that's a great new manga. And same People with Spy Family. I think I think yeah. between Undead Unluck, Spy Family, I think those are going to be the two that fills that that empty third void. Yeah, I just um, I'm still getting kind of trying to get caught up on everything. Um, I. What am I reading? I'm reading The Elusive Samurai. Oh, nice. I'm reading um I I, th- I need to finish Chainsaw Man. I was I was reading it, but I put it down because I had to get caught up in other series. But um I'm also reading The Red Hood, which I think is getting love. a I lot better. I don't want it to get the axe. People are saying it's gonna get the axe. I don't I want it to get chopped. Not. I like Red Hood. I because do the beginning. I, I'll give this up. The beginning it was a little rough to get into, but after I kind of like Again, the thing that's the thing with manga. Like, if if you're not receptive to it in the beginning, take a break from it, put your own biases aside, and then yep. try again because I feel like you lose out on a lot of good series that way. Because not every series is perfect. Sometimes it takes a little bit. But once I did that with Red Hood, I was like, oh, okay, okay, now it's picking up. You know, that's what happened with me, Boogle Stray Dogs, and now I'm in love with the series. So, I love that series. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, as for Nijin, yeah, I just I, I love my hero. I I love how the author is a fan of DC and Marvel comics and you see that you can tell. throughout especially with um this latest character and I was gonna say are you are you much. caught up yes, yes okay spoiler alert if this whole interview spoiler alert so you know if you're not <laughs> caught up you know that's just how it is that's how it has to go but man her power it's like a stand like I, I I was trying to think of which superhero has that power to where you can command something like you say something and then that's the power. I've, I don't think I've ever seen that yeah. before. I thought that was very inventive. I I felt I I got very much like Captain like Marvel Superman with Vi- her. Yeah. But then with 
Shiggy and One for All, I got Venom. Like I got Ooh. very much Venom. How they were, how just how One for All was saying, like, yeah, oh, talking like, in his head, yeah. Oh, yeah, and like them splitting apart, oh, him saying like all this time I, you know, using you for you know type like a parasite. So I yeah. got and, and and a lot of um Chloe Horikoshi's previous manga manga covers were were um like old to the Venom covers with Spider Man. True, and, and, and so, since Deku's kind of Spider Man, it makes sense. Yeah, he's got and, this Venom stuff going. And that's, that's, a, a, I, that's a great comparison. And I say it a lot at the start of his new arc. It was very much the tone, very much got very much like Gotham. Like yeah, it, it did the start of it. And if you notice, um, Deku's color scheme is Robin. It's it's green, red, and yellow. And he has, yep. even has a little cape from um, what's his name from a. Uh, Oh my gosh, how am I blanking on his name know, right now? I'm looking, I'm looking at him like this. I hate when um, this happens. Oh but, my god, Gran Torino. So, Gran Torino. Mm. And so um, and Cody's also a huge Batman fan. So like seeing just bro, I feel like he's more of a Batman fan because then Spider-Man, me too. This arc was very much like Gotham Batman. It was. So. And then when you take it that uh whatchamacallit, Destro is is fake Joker. It's like fake yeah. Joker with no no. I feel like Destro's Norman Osborne and Joker fused together. Yeah, well, they they say well, you see a lot of joke references. Obviously, Shiggy, but then Dobby equally as Dobby, you know, referencing True. the movie, him and doing like the dancing. Um, but I just I I I love DC. So seeing that, I got very excited. I was like, oh, this is Gotham out here. We we in the streets, you know. So <laughs> and so I I just I love that like Kohei. That's why I really love that if DC would do like a um collaboration with yeah. him because marvel marvel is doing it right now with manga so i would love to see well i think dc's doing it too but i will dc love to did see it with monkey with punch like, and lupin they did like a uh yes a lupin yeah. crossover and i think shazam did a crossover as well if i'm not so, mistaken i think shazam did like a shonen jump crossover as well oh yeah um yeah because marvel did deadpool with, with deadpool yep not all my in it so i would love to see um, well, Marvel just released a whole bunch of their mangas with partnership with with Shueisha. So I would love to see that with DC because I feel like Koei is such a huge DC fan that he would freak out. <laughs> I agree. So, so what would you say this now? Now we're getting into the, the fun stuff. Not that any of this other stuff wasn't fun, but the, this is the fun stuff. So w- give me your favorite five favorite manga or anime. Give me your top five you don't have to have it in order this is your personal top five not the objective list that you'll write for screen rant i want <laughs> your personal top five my top five always changes throughout okay because i just i have in to, no particular order remember. either um number one obviously um jojo bizarre adventure i freaking okay. you're, love. you're you're a stand person i, I, I love here. as you can see my oh, i didn't even see your shirt okay i, yeah, I got it now sure. favorite um, my, wait favorite joe star before we continue on Jolene with Cujo. This. nice i'm excited for the new i, I, I caught been, up just to watch her uh her arc i've been screaming her name since part four i'm like watch y'all get because I, I feel like before jolene um joseph i love joseph's character a lot but jolene because she's me like i saw myself in her a lot um and plus she's just so she's just a wonderful mix of all of her family members i feel like she's like the perfect joestar and that's why rocky was like yeah she is so part Real. seven hold different ball game but yeah, um, <laughs> i'm so excited to see how he changes it up because see before i think I think I'm a Jotaro guy right now until I watch this, okay. this the anime. Like, I, yeah, I think I'm a Jotaro guy. And that's her like dad, Jotaro so I'm hype. I like Jotaro too, but Jotaro, Jotaro, he don't, he, too, he don't train. Like, like yeah, he you need doesn't. to like train. He but just chills. Jolene, 
And the thing with Jolene is, uh, it's not a spoiler, but like Jolene, she's a skilled fighter first. Okay. Like she doesn't depend on her stand. That's all. So that sounds so, like Joseph. You're right. That I yeah. see why. Okay. I'm hyped now. She grew up in the streets of Florida and, and gangs. So she she knows combat. I know. Oh, oh, let's go. So yeah, so Joseph's our adventure. Um, Bungo Stray Dogs. I love literature. Nice. And I, I love seeing that in, in a power scaling type thing. I feel like that's really awesome. That's why I was like, they need to get some like black American literature up in there, you know, with a black True. character. Cause I think that would be really dope. But yeah, it would be yeah. Get that because where the manga's going now, I'm just like what's happening um <laughs> um blue shirt dogs two dang uh, i'm trying to look at my wall uh, so this is number three because we got jojo we got uh bungo stray dogs this is number three my hero okay I, like, I, I, I really do enjoy my hero i have a lot of i i love the character i feel like every character is different i think that's yep. hard to do as a writer um, cause in, in the beginning I was a fan of, of anime and now that I'm writing my own series of like that, or just trying to learn structuring wise, I'm starting to like appreciate series more for like just the writing, yeah. the writing and their characters. So my hero, um, fourth, fourth, bleach. Oh my God. What's wrong with me? Bleach. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's your favorite one of the big three. Yes. <laughs> But I I need to give Bleach I, another go. I just need to reread it because it's, it's my bottom of the three. And people have been telling me you got to give Bleach another chance. Um, I used to, uh, OK, so I, I used to be Naruto one, one piece two, Bleach three. I'm kind of I'm, I'm a one piece crackhead each each week. I check for the spoilers. I got <laughs> to. And I think I'm one piece one Naruto two now. But I need to reread just to see if Naruto still holds that special place in my heart. I must say this and I'm probably. Uh, Naruto is not a favorite, but I don't trash it because I can I can appreciate a series and not like it. Um, it just wasn't my cup of tea. But I understand, um, like the, the know, way he did his female care. He even admitted this in an interview. His female care. He's not the best at writing females, which I think is a cop out. Uh, the ending, another ending problem. I, I enjoyed Shippuden because I I I kind I got through you know Naruto because mm-hmm. I was watching it, but I um I found myself a little more interested in Shippuden, which is what everyone yeah you know, that's the one. But I don't go out of my way to like talk about it because I'm just like I don't. Really it's not your one. It. So you got so, that one third. So is that third in the big three, or is One Piece yeah. third? No, 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 not third. I, I'm okay. binging One Piece currently, and I, I'm enjoying myself. Like, because yeah. I, I binged the about, I, I binged up until Alabasta, and I enjoyed myself, but I, I, I still was like, uh, it's not for me. But I can appreciate the storytelling of it. I can appreciate how much, um, Oda. You can tell he really researches not just everything, world, but like every everything. So I think that's also hard to do. So also appreciative. So I, I do like that. And I like how he kind of ex- explains um power scaling and mm-hmm. the even with you the different um like the dial the air dials oh yeah the I different dials that's, i think that's really cool i was i was really enjoying that lore of skypea currently so i i, I like that um i want to ask you when you get i'm gonna ask you this in the future i'm gonna I'm a tweet at you i believe that you may re-rank this when you get caught up on one piece but i think once you get past water seven and he's lobby i'm gonna ask you how you feel about one piece because that's when the gasoline really pours on the fire and it goes to crazy land i'm gonna tell you right now it's always gonna be bleach it's always gonna be bleach one piece can be amazing i'm (laughs) still gonna say bleach because i i related a lot to ichigo and i feel like when a character i feel like what what 
male characters, I feel like when you can relate to them as a person and not look at their, you know, like their their Powers. gender and yeah. power, um, then that's you've done a great job writing a character, you know, regardless of people say about bleach. But I just I really like how Ichigo was there your was your average teenager. Like he acted just like a teenager and all he wanted to do is just make be sure, a teenager. Make sure his family was good and his yep. friends were good. Like anything else can go to hell. And yeah, he wasn't trying to be the strongest, the no, leader. He wasn't yeah. No, yeah, that's true. Because and and I, I saw myself a lot of him where it's like he takes on the whole world because of that passion and that can get him caught. I got him caught up a lot of times. Um but of course, his like, you know, OPness kind of took over. But you still saw him struggle with that and how his friends told him, you can't like, it's not just you. Like you have people lean on. So I personally related to that because, you know, same. But um, he's just different from the other Shonen characters, you know. So I, I liked I liked him a lot. <laughs> yeah, like and also the whole cast of Bleach. I, I love I love Yurichi. I love um I love Chad. I love, I just, I, all, every character is cool and different in their own way. So I, and everyone's swaggy. Everyone has cool yeah, ass clothes. They so. got the best drip. I'll, I, I'll, love, I'll I, give I love streetwear. And I got in trouble once. People were like, how are you a JoJo fan? But you say Bleach does wear a drip. I'm like, look, it's, I'm telling you. You gotta go watch, preference. look at the alternate covers. Like that's where But I'm at. saying it's my preference. Like True. both have, both have great, but I personally love streetwear and yeah. he does a great job at drawing streetwear on his on his characters. I agree know. with that more so than Jojo like the bleach yeah. streetwear like you said in those alternate covers like all that shit is is great. So we got Jojo, we got Bungo Stray Dogs, we got Bleach. Um you also said am my I hero. missing my hero, yep. My so hero. I need the I need the final one. One more, one more. Oh, Saint Seiya. Oh, I Oh, okay. I This is this is a curveball. I I've heard I like I thought you were gonna say Sailor Moon in there, but this is a curveball. Like I, my hero, cool Bleach. I knew we would get a big three. I like Bungo Stray Dogs, because I relate that to like my when I put Black Lagoon, Trigon, or Cowboy Bebop, like your other like that that type. Yeah. And then of course, uh, like you said, JoJo, that's your that's your one. But I did not expect Saint Seiya. I freaking. Love Saint. I'm sorry. I just want to show the Phoenix say the Phoenix Iki. That's that how is, you know you're a fan when you got the figures, man. Like, cause like, like, like you. I, I like, like, Outlaw Star. I would have put out. I normally put Outlaw Star in my top ten because I, I really enjoyed that series. Um, cause I watched it after Cowboy Bebop, but I, I love really, that genre. I wish we I, got more of those. But I really enjoyed Outlaw Star a lot. Like, I love mainly because I found my, myself a lot in character. But anyway, but like. Um, Saint Seiya, I, I appreciate Saint Seiya for everything. Saint Seiya has wonderful writing. It's another early 90s series that yeah. broke the mold of the classic shonen tropes in its series. Like it it it, it was aware, like in the you know research how, that went into that show. I, yeah, I, I'm starting to see the trend. I see it. Yeah, see, right? So yeah, so. you being a researcher, these mangaka <laughs> that put in heavily research that use outside. I see it. I see where we're I see where we're at. So I just I, I remember I watched I watched the remake first and I was like, oh, okay, this, this is interesting. Cause I vaguely remember watching Saint Say, you know, as a kid, like you know, I'm passing again with my with my cousins. So when I watched the the remake, I was like, oh, this is kind of familiar. So when they put the 80s version on, I was like, oh, this that's my jam. the remake. <laughs> the remake is disrespectful. Like this is like amazing. And I just I love the characters. I love the fights. I love the the trash talking. I you should go also trash talker. So I was like, I just love sassy male characters. Like I, I love how I, I love it. like this uh, the even even pacing of of 
fail and success and you know in characters whereas like they they fail just enough learn a listen and they grow but then they keep that consistency throughout they don't falter back into old habits like they they continue in that path towards growing and i you see a lot of that in Seiya. um but also phoenix too phoenix is very much a lone wolf but he still loves his friends so and he, op as hell so i love how the writer utilizes his character because his character is very difficult because what his ability is um he has fire but like he can he like the like the phoenix he dies a lot but okay the creator always knows like the best time to, to bring, bring him, him back. back like you know like it's never like a oh plot armor it's always like oh that makes sense yeah that make that this is the perfect time to bring this character in for this moment so i appreciate that because during that time in the 80s he wasn't seeing that type of shit like that you know like you know i guess this is north fist the north star you know a little bit but like yeah. sensei was like originally was the first to break because even in city like i'm not w- one time they'll do the same attack and then the villain be like you did that attack last time. I'm not dumb. Block. And I'm That's like, hard. thank you. I'm like, thank you. That's why I, I love that. Because I hate when series do that, like old cartoons do that shit. I'm like, oh my God, okay, I get it. <laughs> but this is like, they were like, nah, like, block. <laughs> you ain't doing you that. You ain't doing you know? that twice. Yeah, right? that's so, hard. Okay. Like I'm going to have to check that out. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out and let you know what I think. Because like, I've never really gotten to the same sick. Uh, wave. I just know it from Jump Force and just being around the community. So I'm definitely gonna peep games. Man, every you're gonna love it because every every and with the characters in the group, they're all different, but none of them are weak. Like even okay. Shun, who's like I guess the more feminine uh, male character of the group, even he has his moment. I'm like, okay, you you holding your own. I'm not even mad. You know. Um, hell so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Okay. So if you could go anywhere on vacation right now, no COVID, just. Anywhere you want, where would you go? Uh, Japan or London. Okay. I mainly before because they have they both have very um popular entertainment industries and streetwear. Yes, of course. Um, I would love to visit those two the places just to experience the underground culture. I'm very much like you know where are people at. Let's get real, you know, safely. But like I really want to experience the culture there and just see how people live, see how people dress and get inspired there, you know, to take home so I can create. Cause I think that's what's most important as, you know, as a human, yeah. you know, meeting other humans, embracing cultures and getting inspired and, you know, for, um, and put into your own craft. And you, so, and that's why, again, my top five kind of, you know, resembles that with mainly Iraqi, Iraqi yeah. literally puts itself in American culture, any culture. And with his ability to explain science, like, Part six has a lot of marine biology in it, and I hated marine biology, but I loved it. Well, no, I lied. I actually like marine biology. <laughs> I love my biology class, but like the way he would explain, like just like ecosystems, mm-hmm. it was so interesting, you know. So even history, him explaining history, I'm a huge history buff too. So I just I love when um series have that aspect and it's entertaining it's not like boring it's like you know like oh we're getting quick well let's all like jjk too because jjk explains all their history stuff yep and one and one chapter but it's it's done where it's like okay i'm figuring out with you because yuji's like okay he's learned as he learns yeah yeah yeah. so you you kind of like relate to that so i i I like when that happened it's cool (laughs) 100 so we're going to london and tokyo okay favorite food favorite food oh my god uh i'm a vegetarian now so okay cool <laughs> um i love macaroni and cheese i love homemade macaroni and cheese my dad makes the best like four layer cheese macaroni and cheese i 
will eat it all day, which is not good. Um, but I love, I love my and cheese. I, I can't think of anything else right now. I, hey, but. that's okay. That's, a, that's <laughs> the way we're going with mac and cheese. Favorite movie, TV, sh- favorite movie and TV show that's not anime or animated? Sucker Punch. Oh, okay. You, the Zach, I'm going to have to rewatch yes. that one. I'm going to have to give I, that one another go. My 13 year old self saw Sucker Punch and I was like, this shit is in different areas. <laughs> like, because again, I, I, I'm a dancer. So seeing that in like a, like a superpower, I loved it because I was like, yo, like, because dancing is, you turn into different, you can turn to different mm-hmm. people when you dance. So, and you, when you dance, you, your mind literally goes somewhere else. So seeing that personified in Sucker Punch, literally where she went somewhere else, you know, as her power, I was like, this is dope. So I, I really much love Sucker Punch. Like, on all, all women characters who you do, you know, equally like, whatever, but Sucker Punch. Um, You said it's TV series? Yeah, TV series. Live action? Yeah, you said live, live action. Live action, yeah. Um, no, no anime, no animated, no superhero. It used to be The Flash, man. I, it used to be The Flash. I used to love watching The Flash, man. Like, seasons one through, like, three. What season were you on now? Like, six, seven? Yes, it's but gotten out of hand. one through three, four were, like, perfect. Bang, I, I, yep. I loved it. I used to drop everything. I'm like, it's Thursday night. Reverse Flash and Zoom were, like, that was the era. Those were the arcs that I... Because I, I love a good villain. I feel like Barry has the best villain because it's like, I'm equal to you. So what you going to do about it? You know, yeah, so how you going to fix this? <laughs> yeah, so there's no, like, there's no any, there's no, like, I'm you, essentially. Yeah. So that's why I like, um I love The Flash because not only is he wholesome, but, like, he kind of has, like, you know, enemies on his level. But, um yeah, I, I, I Grant Gerson put a wonderful Flash. I loved how he, he was so charismatic and so, like, just bubbly. You know, and um, yeah, I I fell in love with the show. I'm trying to think of other shows, but Flash is like the only one. I'll accept anymore. that. We'll accept Flash. Ooh, <laughs> it's a superhero, but we'll accept it. So, okay. <laughs> Final question I got for you before we get you up out of here is: If you're the writer director to the um spicy spicy girl Ashanti movie, how do you want it to end? Ooh, um, with me. Um, not ruling the world, but just me taking over, you know, taking over the the entertainment industry. That's my goal. I want to open my own production company one day. So I just see myself really being like a higher up exec, you know, and doing your thing, yeah. Doing my thing and helping young black creatives and young, just young, you know, young creators um develop themselves and let them know that like, hey, you know, I, I understand it's rough a little bit. I know family might be afraid for you but you know in your heart this is what you want to do so you need to like hone in on that craft because you know it it's it's tough as a creative especially as a black creative you know but um yeah just like the end of Chang chi just you know chilling in my little you mm-hmm. know not trying to spoil it but like, you know that, <laughs> yeah, that, dog, that, you. End, that end kind of scene is me like that's me you know <laughs> taking over what people left off you know you know i'm, I'm doing my, my thing too. yeah so, yeah <laughs> hell yeah thank you so much ashanti for coming on the show for having me <laughs> thank you so much for for discussing this with me we're definitely gonna bring you back because this was an amazing conversation tell the awesome. people where they can follow you out on social media and where they can get your uh content at yeah, guys, y'all can follow me on Twitter, Spice ENT. Um, follow me on my YouTube channel, Spice Talks. I keep saying this, but like, I, I, I'm getting back into YouTube, man. Like, I miss y'all. Y'all are amazing. Um, but in the meantime, 
Follow me on Twitch. I am streaming every Friday and Saturday at Spice Lady Gaming on Twitch. Um, TV. You know, it's in my Twitter link. <laughs> Follow me there. Subscribe. Uh, we have a lot of fun. I I rant. I rant a lot. I you know scream a lot. I'm Valorant. So come out, hang out. Um, Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, especially entertainment. I normally post content on there as well as news and all of entertainment, anime, manga, comics, movies, what have you um, as well. And I have a Patreon, but it's currently um, under maintenance because again, trying to figure everything out, been busy a lot, but um, yeah, more, more content away. Follow my second, follow my second YouTube channel, Spicy Productions. I have a dance visual out off after Mitsuri Kenroji from Demon Slayer. Um, so go check that out. I did my first ever production, dance production. So it would mean a lot, y'all go support. Hell yeah. yeah. Y'all definitely <laughs> go follow everything Ashanti's doing. Go check out all of her YouTubes. We'll put links in the descriptions in this video. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And yeah, that's this has been the second Anime Talk presents Creator Conversations. Be on the lookout for the next one. Until then, peace. I want to say thank you to Spicy Lady ENT for coming on the pod. I know her by her real name. I'm not going to say her government, even though we said it a bunch of times during that interview. <laughs> but shout out to you. Shout out to you, A. You know, we appreciate you over here on Anime Talk. Great, great, Go great, me. great interview. But let's get into the review portion. Oh, man, what are we starting with? We starting with the movie or are we starting with the shows man we could we could what you want to do you want to save the movie for the end or you want to start with the movie? Could, yeah we could save the movie for the last like in, in like yeah we'll do the movie so last. what you've been watching you've been watching anything that's not like we're not reviewing um one piece crazy I, i'm not like look shonen fans <laughs> except crazy <laughs> no it's amazing <laughs> like look niggas who watching one piece understand how nuts this is. That old T. Yamato fight, like, niggas don't know what that is. Shit was gas. Shit was gas. But other than that, no, I, everything else we talking about, I, that's the only things I've been watching. You know I'm a manga nigga, really, these days. And, bro, me, I've been a manga nigga for, like, before this season. Like, even when we got, was getting all that gas in the first season, like, after Demon Slayer, and it's, it's sad to say that Demon Slayer, because I was reading manga before Demon Slayer, but I wasn't caught up with all the new shit. Like Jujutsu Kaisen was out. I wasn't reading Jujutsu Kaisen. I wasn't nope. reading. But when I once we got to the end of the season one of Demon Slayer, I was like, bruh, gotta finish. I gotta catch up to Demon Slayer. And I fucking read the whole thing. And we yeah, that's what triggered it. it. And then once I was week to week with that, then I was like, fucking One Piece, fucking, I was on everything. I was like a crackhead. Yep. I was like, Chainsaw Man finished, finished like a million fucking manga in the past few years or whatever. But at the same time, like, you gotta, you gotta get on motherfucking. Mirko Chan, you know what I'm saying? You gotta get on motherfucking Digimon Ghost Game. Now that out gym. Like right now, I have no time to read manga because there's so much, so much gas. But <laughs> you know I am on I, season I one of Digimon. I'm halfway through. Oh, so you still read? Okay. Well, yeah, I'm watching it. After you finish season two, you can go to the crossroads and see if you want to finish season three or season four. But if not, I would skip to Ghost Game. I'm fucking with season. Right I'm fucking with season one. This shit is hard. The, the thing with me is there's a lot of callbacks to season one and two and three with Ghost Game. And it's just like fun. It, it, it's really like a new gen. It really feels like a, a good new gen anime that doesn't that's not really connected to Digimon. But okay. it still captures that same heart of Digimon. And it does it. Bro, if you if you just understood the amount of trash anime I've had to endure from the Digimon franchise of, of across the past like decade, ever since 
season four, everything after that, like I didn't fuck with Data Squad. And like me as just an anime fan, I'm hyped for this. Cause like, I'm not saying, you know, Digimon Tri was, or Tree was bad because that was uh, the OG cast. You feel me? Everything that wasn't the OG cast was not hitting. But this shit, I'd recommend this to people who have never watched Digimon, who have never watched anime. Just be like, if you fuck with, you know what I'm saying, Pokemon type shit or whatever, just monster type anime and you fuck with ghosts and like horror because they have a horror aspect to it to where they keep you, it's suspenseful on some like Promise okay. Neverland shit. It's like on a Digimon scale, but they try to, they're trying to make a horror Digimon anime. I feel like that's just a dope, a dope ass concept. concept. It's like a yeah. horror mystery. And I'm here for it. Like, I love the main cast. The cast is compelling. It's really like a horror mystery. That's basically, uh-huh. and it's kind of, it's kind of slice of lifey from week to week as far as a, a Digimon Pokemon kind of show can get. But super high quality this season. But so I'm trying to tell you, Comey can't communicate. <laughs> this guy, this is his jam. That's another one. That's another <laughs> one, bro. I was we didn't talk about it last episode because I'm like, man, because I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna. I was like, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch the first episode later. It's gonna be whatever. It's just gonna be. It might be some mid for the season. You feel me? When I watched that first episode, bro, <laughs> you you didn't even watch the first one. I'm telling you, son, if you watch that first episode of Comey Can't Communicate, I will be caught up on One Piece by the end of the week. I cap you not. That's my challenge. It's that cold, son. We're we about to talk about Blue Period, bro. We're about to talk about Blue Period. I love Blue how Period. Blue Period's like, uh, I think it's a 9 out of 10 or 8 out of 10 animated season. It's, it's this season's masterpiece. I might have as much As strong as I feel about Blue Period, bro, so far, I feel like Comey Can't Communicate is up there, too. But it's just in a different way. It's, it's like a comedy but it really will make you laugh. You know what I'm saying? It's not one of them I'm, corny. I'm I watching hate, this tomorrow. I hate comedy anime that's not funny, bro. It's like corny as shit, but this shit right, I'm alive is animated to too. perfection. You said finish one piece by the end of the week? I'm live tweeting I wonder tomorrow. how many chapters I got to catch up. We gonna see. You should have said that. I'm, just, I'm going live. By the end of the week. <laughs> we can't communicate. It's oh. Monday, nigga. So by the end of the week, I'm <laughs> telling you. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I'm glad you like it. And a lot of people are saying this is up there for them for that slice of life romance comedy shit. So, all right. I'm not mad at that. But something that we got to talk about that we're going to review week to week from now on, not that it's like out. We're just going to talk about the first the first couple episodes. Chris is going to give his thoughts of the first three because he watched the first three. Just non-spoilery. I only watched episode one, but this is one of the best ones of the season. This Lupin shit, Lupin the third part six with Sherlock Holmes. Shit's gas. Shit is gas. It looks great. Feels great. Like the intro, just watching the intro alone, I was like, ooh, I've been missing this in my life. Just anime like this. Yeah, bro, this shit took me back to... and. It's hard to do, bro. Like Dragon Ball Super is cold, but it's not. It doesn't give you the same feeling you get when you it's watch. It's crazy Dragon Ball how Z. each season of Lupin still feels like that old ass forties and like not forties, that old ass sixties show that's like really bad animation, but it's great because it's it's fucking Lupin. It it feels the same. It doesn't matter if the graphics update. It all feels the same. Legit, bro. Like and you I'm, don't I'm get that lie. with Drag. You don't get that with other series. You really don't. And sometimes when you do when you do get the same feel, and we, I, we were just talking about that with Digimon, because Digimon, they capture the same aesthetic for a lot of the a lot of the series. They brought new Digimon and shit like that, but mm-hmm. it didn't feel the same as far as quality-wise. But this is keeping the same aesthetic, keeping the same style, keeping the same feel, but the story is pressure. Yeah. The, the, the feel is, is, you're so involved in it because it's like the content you're getting is so good. It's not like it's just, oh, nostalgia. You feel me? It's like... Like, Lupin has become one of these titan figures. Like, when you think of like the best people on earth to accomplish a job, we now have Sherlock Holmes in this universe, which is like, 
grade A, which is huge. Lupin's an equal to him. They said stuff about MI6. I'm wondering, are they going to have a James Bond appearance? Who else is coming up in this world? Who knows? Are we going to see the great literary figures battle out against Arsene Lupin III and he's going to just kick ass? I'm in. Like, I, like I'm ready to see him versus Sherlock Holmes. Lupin's going to beat his ass. Oh, yeah. And this, this, I'm super excited about it because we get Sherlock Holmes. We may get other big figures. You feel me? But it's only fitting for Lupin to be like uh, up against these guys and like in the same in the same caliber as these guys because it's not like Murloc Snomes. It's really yeah. like you you can't just use Sherlock Holmes' name if it's not no epic shit. You feel me? That's it's like the people who the people who own the rights to that is very particular with who can use it and like just the fact that it's up there to this stature, this status. It has to look this good, be this good. And from the first three episodes, bro, just seeing all the OG characters like Jigen and um, uh, Goemon. Uh, Goemon and uh, Fujiko is just even the little cop that be chasing them, bro. Oh, like Zinigata. everything, <laughs> everything is funny. It's just it's it's such a the reason why it worked or and it has been working forever is because the dynamic of the cast is just so it's great. Yeah, it's so great. And then the, the different stories they throw at you with the dynamic of the cast, they all just work together so well. Super entertaining. The characters super lovable. And the animation the super fluid. That's the thing about the Lupin, Cowboy Bebop, Black Lagoon, Trigon family, because they're all in the same veins. They're just they just do different things. But at the core, what make those stories great isn't the fact that they're gun toting people that, that that's cool. But it's the fact, like you said, the characters that keep you coming back, like that cast of Lupin, Fujiko, Goemon, Jigen, even Zinigata. And then you throw in a wrench like Sherlock Holmes, Inspector Lestrade, like that adds a very interesting wrench to the cast of characters that we already love. So like, I'm in, I'm sold. And I told you before we started, this season might be the best season of the year. With Blue yeah, this Period is my favorite season right now, low key. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. Everything I'm watching, I do hold like everything I'm watching. Well, not everything I'm watching, but I do. Like Platinum Inn might be the weak one regard. right now. It's not in the top. It's not my top five of the year. Maybe not even in my top ten with the amount it's of shit cool. we getting this I'm year. Enjoying it's definitely it. hard. I fuck with it. I fuck with it less than I thought I would have. But yeah. at the same time, bro, it's hard as hell. We're going to talk about that too. But like, it's that's hard as hell too, low key. It's just not, my expectations was a little too high. Yeah, but with this one, too. my expectations was high. And, and and they delivered. They delivered, they passed my expectations. Like just the, the, the feel I get when I watch this. I feel like I'm watching a movie, bro. This shit's so good. Yep, I agree. So, all right, let's talk about Platinum In because next, next time we do Lupin, we'll review it by the episode and we'll talk about each episode but platinum is in we got episode three hearts beloved april arrives and mirai is now a high school student he heads to school on the day of his entrance ceremony where he sees an angel flying overhead and is shot by his childhood arrow childhood friend saki hanagako's red arrow of love having fallen for revel the angels of trick mirai is willing to give his own life to protect saki he decides to sacrifice himself to take down another god candidate, but meanwhile, mass god candidate Metropolimon makes his move, and the situation enters a new phase. Basically, the trick angel revel. I don't trust Saki. Saki still got some under her skin, doing some some sneaky shit. She gonna try to kill Mariah. I, I just see that coming, Prissa. But and luckily, his angel came save him, so he didn't have to deal with revel. But Metropolimon really doing some 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 wild shit. This nigga really trying to be a god out here, boy. So Metropolitan, whatever he, oh, Metropolitan man, whatever, <laughs> Metropolitan, Metropolitan man, whatever, whenever he start talking, like, at first, I didn't think he was this type of nigga, but when he be, he be saying shit, I'd be like, what? 
I'm like, nigga, you are. You said, wow. You saying this on TV right now? Niggas, nigga, just wow. At first, niggas was like, niggas was giving certain shit away in the audience. And I remember they was in the crowd. They were sitting there like, oh shit. The, cr- the audience is sitting there. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on? And then they were just like, fuck it. We out here with it. All right, let's go. And the crowd just sitting there not knowing what's going on. Just like eating their popcorn watching. I'm sitting there like, nah, nigga, I would be gone. Because this shit ain't no fucking movie, son. These niggas is really wilding out here. When they killed them, them fucking... Oh, bro, what's the, the, the no? The, the first one was not you talking about the baseball field. That's the next episode. This is the one with the cops and robbers where Metro Pokemon shoot all them cops with the red arrow to tell them niggas to oh, go bro. stop the hostages. That nigga be wilding, bro. He, be, he was doing interviews and shit. This nigga was that nigga just be wilding, bro. Like, I ain't gonna lie, he is my Platinum End is like a big what the fuck anime. It he is. is the biggest what the fuck character because it's like, what is this dude? He, on, he, he's bro? my favorite character in the show. He's keeping me here. I want to know what's up with old Metro. That nigga is nuts, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Because Mariah, Mariah, too pussy right now. Like I'm ready to like you know when you watch the intro, you see him with that red armor, like he got his suit on, and I'm like, when we gonna get to that Mariah? That's not gonna be till like the end of the fucking season. Do these 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 motherfuckers be wishing for these suits? I don't know how they get the suits. I feel like that shit pissed me off so much, bro. Because at the same time, <laughs> why they all had the same theme to their suit? And how did they all know the match? And how did they? Did Metro Polymon planned that, bro. It has to be. It has to be like. It has to be fucking like they asked the god for them suits. No, see, I think ain't that's no like other angel for them suits. Ain't I no way the niggas like, get them suits. Uh, I think that's Power Rangers in their universe, and they're like cosplayers. I feel like that's a cosplay, nigga. And then and they just so happen to have wings that niggas can't see, so they so they flying in a suit. Them ball look hilarious in them fucking <laughs> outfits, but it's it's cold. Like I fuck with it, but it's it's just it's funny. Like it, it adds to it for me. You feel me? And then the next episode, that's the the next one is the one where. That's the one which you're talking about where they go to the baseball field and Metro Polymon has all these <laughs> tells all the fucking God candidates come here if Man. you want to challenge me, blah, blah, blah. And they all come and he just tricks them all, boy. And at the end, Mariah's like, should I go help this girl from dying? I don't know, Mariah. I don't know, bro. That bitch might have a go. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I would have set that one out. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd just have to sit that one out. Gotta see what was gonna happen. Cause that ain't that's none of my business. <laughs> that's you know what's going on down there. That's none of my business. What I gotta do is <laughs> peep it out. I'm here to peep shit out. Yeah, I'm here for my to, to get intel for when I have to fight Metro Polymon. This is if not anything, my dog, fight. This you ain't no fucking fight. hero, my nigga. You're not Goku. If anything, you gotta <laughs> let that shit happen because you're there to see how fucked up it's about to get or it can get. So, so you, you know what get you're your working mind. with. Yeah, exactly, bro. You stop that. You try to jump in and say that good. Then I didn't know what you're working with. And you you definitely know you don't. You already, from what you've seen so far, know it's you super can't shady. fuck with that nigga. Yeah, like. Met- bro, this nigga can't fuck with that man, bro. No, he'll kill him in a heartbeat, bro. Or he might shoot that nigga with a red arrow to make him tell everything and then just kill him. The man got that man fucking outnumbered. It didn't mention what my got all the uh, he took all the other wings from the other people that he just been turning into bow and arrow. Turn it turn it into like a stronger thing for his arrow which blew my mind. Like each time he get a set of wings that just become discs that he could shoot shit with. Like that nigga can shoot two arrows at the same time. Now he's going to be able to do four cuz he got two of them things. That nigga on one, bro. Bro, he would just be talking shit the whole episode too. Like I didn't think he was this big of a shit talker, bro. He might he up there with Kaiba and Vegeta to me. So like yeah. he just be, like they try to do some shit. They were like, oh wait, this ain't him. He was like, you dumb bitch. You really <laughs> you really think that's me in there? That's not fucking me. You think I'm a fucking idiot? I got y'all dumb motherfuckers down there. That's really y'all though, dumbass. Like, he's sitting there, I'm sitting there hearing him talk. I'm like, so you can't he was really like. Be- 
was like, y'all fucking stupid. Y'all, y'all really believe that these people had arrows? Paid actors, motherfuckers. <laughs> he was like, it was horrible. How man. much did you pay him? He was like, a lot of money. And they were like, uh, they said <laughs> they said the Japanese thing, like konnichiwa. That's like we rich. <laughs> yes, sir. It was our best performance ever, right? <laughs> we some good actors. Like, bro, he nigga probably we get some fucking Hollywood actors to be on that bitch and really sell that to the niggas. And that was the funniest shit ever, son. Like he's the, like Metro Poly Man is like uh L. Yeah, he if L was a troll. Like if L was a troll, that's Metro Poly Man because he's like, I'm smarter than you, nigga. What the fuck? Y'all and then, the, and then the, my hand. he killed one of them suit niggas. The other suit nigga just flying, ripping that poor girl arm off. Then he died, and the girl starting uh, to rip her arm off. Ooh. Yeah, he more like light. If light was a troll, he not like L. He doing some sick shit. This nigga yeah. doing some sick shit, bro. <laughs> that nigga Trying to be God, bro. He said, that, this anime, I ain't gonna lie, bro. This is not bad for the very fact that it's so wild. That yeah. it's, un, it's unavoidable. It's like, I can't stop watching it now. That's why we're gonna keep reviewing it because it's like, it's interesting, it's entertaining, but it's not as good as like Blue Period or Lupin. But it's the wild wow factor is 10. It's up there. Yeah, definitely. And I could definitely, I definitely appreciate a lot of aspects of it. Like the art is amazing. Like, like the animation is amazing. I love the character designs. Like I love the, the fucking... Uh, Power Ranger ass suits as much as I I was confused at how they all <laughs> God I'm still confused because we really don't know that's like my theory that they, they're just cosplayers and or they bought them suits I don't know how they got them fucking suits <laughs> there's like hey whip me up a suit like this a suit like Metro Poly Man bro make that shit icy bro y'all fucking angels man y'all gave a nigga wings and arrows come on whip me up a fucking suit like that I want a suit like him that shit made me fucking. I was crying laughing when I saw them balls. Like, no, huh? Y'all really gonna pull up? I thought they was gonna pull up like like how uh, Mariah pulled up. I'm like, they just gonna pull up and be like, I got wings. Like that little girl flew out there and shit like that. And Mariah's a dummy. He just be looking up at the sky like, that's an angel. Like he know he not supposed to do that, bro. You know what I did? And Mariah's definitely not my favorite character. I'm glad you said Metro Poly Man with your boy. That's my like, not to get off of anime, but I used to watch Weeds, bro. And the thing is, Weeds was such a funny, a fun show because of all the characters in the show, like hey, Andy Doug and all Wilson the niggas that was, was funny. The man. Doug, fucking hilarious. But Nancy made me mad the whole show because she's the main character and all she and does she is sucks. create conflict from being the worst. Like, yeah, and that's why that's how I feel about this guy. I feel like he's just the fucking worst. <laughs> he's hilarious, and he just out here just I'm I'm just joking off him the whole time watching. And he's so he's so much of a train wreck. That is, then let me not say that because he hadn't done too much bad yet. But let me, you know what? I knew he was a simp <laughs> when she shot that nigga with her red arrow to make and him it, fall in love. He was like, Oh, this don't feel no <laughs> fit. Yeah. I was like, Oh, come on, son. And then he was like, You're not controlling me. Let me go fight Metro Poly Man for you right now. Like, nigga, what? You don't even have white <laughs> arrows. Like, what are you going to do right now, my guy? Like, you turned down the white arrows. And good thing the side came and was like, Um, yeah, this is not going to fly. Mariah, you're not going anywhere. Because if not, he would have died. He got his shit rocked, boy. Yeah. He would have been another fucking example. Metro Poly really? Man would have took no prisoner. It would just kill that bro, nigga. Once he killed that first nigga, I was like, oh, yeah, we dealing with some <laughs> uh, some sick ass. This is a sick nigga right here, bro. I'm like, hey, you about to kill that little girl, too. I didn't think they was going to stop the little girl. I'm like, oh, she dead. I'm like, rest in peace, little girl. I'm like, this some dark shit. I'm like, this is fucked up, son. Like, at that point, I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, nigga, am I, am I really watching this right now? Because he trolling you the whole time, talking shit That's like the crazy thing. Shit. Yeah. And he just murking people, just like mm, dead. 
do something about it. Somebody who in the crowd, who in the crowd don't like this? I'm about to kill another one. He's the me? most compelling character in the show, man. Like he just they should name this shit Metropolitan Man, bro. Because <laughs> this boy is on one, bro. He seemed like he about to be the the main antagonist of the series. That's what it feel like. They might right. beat his ass no time soon, bro. <laughs> All right, next up we got Blue Period. We got, uh, I think, what we got the first, the the two, three, and four. Oh yeah, we didn't do two. But yeah, two, okay, three, yeah. Four. So because two, five, I watched five too. You you watch five? No, I didn't even know they. I, you know, I'm on Netflix. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Me, me, me too. Nah, I'm just, <laughs> I only watched the only watched the first four. Must be. I just watch <laughs> the one they just released. But so the second one is where he goes and his sensei is graduate. Well, not his sensei. He's like his senior is graduating and she asked him to make an art piece for her. And he makes one for uh, she makes one for him. And this is where she ha- he has to tell his mom, like, yeah, I want to go to prep school. I want to make this my career. And when he talks about how he like really zoomed in on his mom about like the hands and how she takes the smaller portions and like how he really wants to convince her that he should go to art school. That shit was beautiful, man. Convincing your parents about a dream. That's a real thing. I didn't have to go through it that hard, but I know some people have it super, super hard. And that, that conversation is real for all creatives. I'm going to keep saying that because this show reminds me of just like things that I know creatives go through. And you're right, bro. At the same time, um, I felt the same way because my mom is very supportive of me in general. She wants me to succeed in certain things, but she would rather I succeed in certain things like going to school mm-hmm. or, or doing like a regular nine to five type job. That's some shit that's, you know, just like some regular shit. But she, every time Steady I start income. saying any kind of, oh, going to DreamCon, she's like, Mm, what's a dream con is like you you follow on your dreams <laughs> for my generation we worked hard and we did this so i understand her yeah like his mom looking at him like shit this nigga is taking his mind off of like he's he trying to be good, a art. he was a straight a student like imagine like if your kid was a straight a student he's like, like he's yeah doing good he's gonna i want to go to art college or whatever yeah, he's, gonna, mama. He's, fucking, he's gonna get she's gonna, he's gonna get a good job working in the office somewhere and get a good substantial living but that was a but check, she's paycheck a, to paycheck she's a good mom because she thought this was like a, a a spur of the moment decision but then she saw oh he's working at it oh wait he's really working at it because it became like a daily thing and then she was like oh he's actually good at it and he's working at it she's like he's serious about it yeah so like i feel like he thought once she realized how serious he was that's when she became more accepting of it yeah, and that's what that's what uh, you know. All parents they support your dreams and shit as long as you show them how passionate you are about it. If they think you just you just entertaining, you know what I'm saying? It's just some entertainment shit. You just like, oh, you just trying to that's some good hobby shit. But they're like, no, he's really passionate about this. He want to use this as do this for his his life passion. You feel me? They'll be understanding. If they're always gonna push their agenda on you, but they're not gonna not support you. And I, I do like the fact that they showed that because that's something that every artist has to deal with. Just you know, mm-hmm. realizing that because me growing up, like the first episode, you really see him really show his upbringing because he's sitting there like he talking to a uh, home the uh the dude with long hair he's like oh you a gold digger you should just yada yada that's the only way you can get money in this world i think it's out here doing art can't make no fucking money off art y'all can be some mm-hmm. bums like, i'm gonna have a good job because his mindset is on like okay so gotta get good grades get good job work 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 and then he found a passion he's like this is not what I was feeling before. And you yeah. can see he was just feeling mundane. Like, mm, I'm just kind of this. Not that made him feel existing. alive. Yeah. Yeah. And he's it, art makes him live. Like, that's how mm-hmm. he feels alive. Like he he's not just existing anymore. He's living for that. So it's yep. like that. that's some very it's if anyone who's passionate about their craft, that's he, they capture that feel so well. And they did. And then I think the next episode captures, OK, now that I'm in this field, now let me see what my peers are like in said field. And that's where you start to meet your peers and feel 
feel yourself out because that's when he goes to prep school. He meet, uh, he sees, I don't know if he meets, but I feel like they, they knew each other already, but uh, whatchamacallit, he, uh, Yatora Jones Yuka, but also that dude was there from the other thing. I feel like the, his, his other homie was there. Yeah, Yago, Yago Toro, Yago Ichi. I, I forget, I forget the names of the oh, yeah, show. Let me, let me, let me, I'm about to put up. The, I just know, uh, I just know it's Yatora and Yuka went to the thing and then they met like a whole bunch of new people in their oil painting, um, in their oil painting class at prep school. So that shit was hard. And that's where he's like, figuring himself out against his rivals. That's pretty much the third episode. And he's stuck because he doesn't know how to comp- uh, make an art piece with composition. He goes mm-hmm. to the to the uh, museum to try to get inspired. And this is where it's like, I look at this as like the writer's block episode. Like, okay, yeah, I've been doing this for so long, but how I get to the next step? So then he's, he's got to start studying his craft. That's what this mm-hmm. episode was. And uh, I, I really do like how he's studying his craft because with uh I was about to make a whole point this is Isakai again but I want to be the dead horse but <laughs> at the same at the same time he had said in the first uh, episode he was like um man I'm, I've always been good at school he's like a lot of people struggle with that shit but he's like I just look at it like an RPG he's like I'm looking at it like leveling up he's like I, mm-hmm. I, I finish a chapter I get a new skill he's like I could pass the test once I pass the test next level he's like I look at it like an RPG so it's like I'm really good at grades because I have no passion, but I play video games and I, I have fun playing video games and I just look at school like a video game. And I like that because now Art's his new video game, his RPG. He's like, I got to level up. I got to level up. And he's seeing niggas that's on different levels than him. He's yep. like, how do I get there? Why is my shit not, why am I not level 100 yet? How do I get there? And he's like learning these new skills. And I feel like he's definitely looking at it in that aspect to where like, okay, I need these skills. I got to acquire these skills. I'm only going to get these skills by going to this school, by going to these classes and making these relationships and, you know, I'm talking to these NPCs because the from the beginning of the series, he's he's kind of like I'm not saying a delinquent, but he's kind of like just a yeah, he's not he was he was he, he was a wannabe delinquent, like he made good grades. Mm-hmm. He was someone that they didn't expect to be an artist. And when he's around like Takahashi and Hashida and Kuana, it's like, oh, these people are real artists, and it's like, but then they admire him because it's like, oh, you got here that fast, this dry. So it's 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 all of them just the peers looking at each other, engaging themselves, engaging their abilities. That's pretty much episode three. And that happens in the artist world, too. It does. A lot of the times, you'll, the, the, the best connections you make is with people you make art with. Like, yep. certain people I grew up with, you know what I'm saying? I, I literally, you feel me? I grew up with a lot of people, and then I grew apart from certain people because they weren't really into the same passions I was into, and I was getting, uh, I was meeting new people who were into the passions that I was currently into. And it was fun because while I was working on my craft, polishing my craft, leveling up, as you say, you feel me? And just getting gaining new skills, getting new experience, and just gaining exp leveling up i was leveling up around a whole bunch of other people that were playing the same game with me and seeing them level up made me want to level up even harder and just yep. bouncing off that it's just that that kind of you need that kind of energy when you're in that kind of space and just seeing his peers is so cool to me because there's a lot of peers there's a lot of people he looked up to he has like a little senpai and shit now he has uh other people around him that are the same level as him a little bit higher level than him because see yeah so he, he really had his senpai lot. he had his senpai but it, it was like he didn't treat those people like his senpai was like because uh you uh yuka was like you're talking about them like uh the senpai who just graduated but you're also talking about them with anger and he was like yeah because like they're my rivals like yeah uh, takahashi brings it out of him that's uh yotasuke <laughs> the the old dude with the flannel shirt that old that buster. Is the goat bro 
that that's... nigga is the goat, son. I like Braid nigga. Braid nigga's funny to me. Hashida. Braid nigga's funny too, but at the same time, bro, the other nigga just such a bitch. He, I can't. He, he like, he remind me of Sasuke. If Sasuke was honest, if people were honest about what Sasuke really was, because that's all Sasuke really was, was like, don't fucking talk to me. I don't fucking like you. Fuck you, man. And with this dude, he's like, you. I, I really want to get to know him and see why he's such an asshole. We're gonna find like a out. Douchebag for no fucking reason, and that shit is hilarious. Because there's real people in the world like that, especially when you're young in that space. Yep. No, that's a fact. And then the next episode's where we're headed. Uh, Ty's night students join the intimidating afternoon classes to gear up for the next competition as the stress of the art exam weighs on your Taurus friends. Um, yeah, and this is the one where he basically is figuring out composition and then like, it's am I doing this for the exam or am I making true art? And it's him trying to figure out, okay, is this textbook art? Is it true art? What's true art? And it's like him, he was like, there's no clear cut path to where you got to go as an artist. As a student, it was like you go from point A to point B. But as an artist, it's like you're just grabbing up at a star and you hope you grab at the right one. And I, I say I always relate this to like uh, for creators, it's like you're driving down a dirt road. There's no lights and like as you and you're trying to figure your way down the road. But as you acquire more skills, the pathway lightens up more and more each time. And that was real. And then like all these episodes are getting fives from me. But I really like this last episode where he got so mad that he put it into his artwork. And that was like, that was my favorite piece I've seen from him in this whole show. That shit was crazy. Where he was like, I'm gonna kill him all with my art. Yeah, that shit was hard. The goat, bro. He was he's he's getting into he's getting in his bag. He's like, that's like me. Where I'm like, man, I'm about to shit on these niggas, about to be number one. Drop mixtape. Nigga, I'm gonna kill these niggas with this one. It's like, bro, that's how you want you want everybody to pay attention to your that's art. You fact. want your art because whenever you express yourself that way and people don't really understand your expression because he showed you that in episode one whenever he showed his friends and his friends got what he was trying to say in the painting that they usually would just nerf off him saying something. And it was nice seeing his friends go to college with him. It was nice seeing them support him in his dream and want to get to know his college. And then I feel like they was going to beat that nigga ass. They was ready to fight. They was ready to fight that dude. They was like, what he told you? Why you going to cry, son? He cried about that shit, son. That boy said some shit. I didn't even understand it to be he was basically like, you a fake artist. That's basically mm-hmm. what he was telling me. He was like, you do exam art. You don't make real art, nigga. Yeah, he really shitted on that nigga. He said, I don't like you, bro. <laughs> and he said, they're like, what? And he, I was, he's just such a little fucking douchebag. Bro. Yeah. Like, I ain't gonna lie. But he's, I understand him as a character because he's passionate about his shit. He probably like, you fucking poser. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even, I'm but real earnest. But he just saw his shit not getting the recognition. That's what it is. That's a big fact, bro, because his shit. He, he could, he's probably the same level as, and he probably seeing him boot up super hard. And he's like, he's naturally fuck. talented. And he's like, why do I have to learn this structure? He's like, you just want to be, you just want to do art because you're good at art, bro. You just, mm-hmm. you don't give a fuck about art. You don't know anything about art. You just getting into this shit. I've been doing this shit. You can't just come in this shit and be as good as me and yada, yada, yada. That's and exactly I, what it is. I, I fuck with that because you know what I'm saying? He's a annoying ass character, but at least he got heart. And I feel like you're going to see him have a lot of growth. A change of pace. Yeah, he's definitely going to change up. Because Yaguchi's, he's not, or Yaguchi, he's not the, uh, he's not the, the nicest character. Like in episode one, he was low-key bullying the, the cross-dressing Dark character. Club, you yeah. I mean? He was like low-key being an asshole to just random ass niggas for no reason. And not saying that he was just an asshole in general, but he said some shit that I was like, come on, man. I, mean, I want to root for you so bad, but you're low-key, you're low-key not the best. And, but I'm seeing him grow already within four episodes. He's growing. He's getting more sociable. He's, he's learning how to work with his peers and shit like that and, and interact with people and interact with humans. So it's like, you're seeing him grow. I hope to see Takahashi grow. 
And the other characters are already dope. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them, especially like Maki Kuana, whatever her name is. Yeah, is the, she's the awesome. Girl with the, she's super dope. I with love the her brown character. and black hair and she's mm-hmm. messing with the charcoal stuff. Yeah, I like her. Her art's cool. really dope as fuck too. Like her art's hard. And, she's and I cool hope character. she don't get the jinx. Like she was talking about the, the number one jinx. I was like, nah, you gonna make it to Tokyo Institute. Don't I feel put like that she on gonna you. beat it. I feel yeah, like she's she, gonna beat she it. Gonna, she gonna be the jinx for sure. But I'm giving all these episodes five, Kristen. I love this show. Like I'm in. Like I'm watching. Yeah, five across the board. If I were across the fucking board, this is a gas ass show. Like this show's just great. Like, like you said, bro, as super your relatable. Artist, it speaks to you. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It really, really does. All right, let's talk about the My Hero movie, which is also gas. I have nothing but praise to say. Last time, y'all saw I was very critical. Me and Crystal went together last time. I was hurt. My man was sitting over there happy. And I was just like, nah, this shit is ass. But this one, we're here. The goat. The fucking goat. This shit is hard. Them suits, they didn't really matter, but they was drippy. I fucked with them. Drippy. This movie's basically, um, there's this evil religious zealot in this cult. Uh, His name is, hold on, I'll tell you his name. Give me a second. It's like Flex something. A baller like Osmosis Jones. (laughs) Hey, the character designs for some of these characters, I was really fucking with it. We're going to talk about that. But uh oh, it's Fleck Turn. He's he's a um religious zealot that's like preaching for um pure humans only to survive because of the quirk singularity. Which is if you read my hero, uh, you know the quirk singularity. But if you're not, you just watch the movie. Quirk singularity is basically these quirks are getting so much more and more advanced as people get older and people crossbreed. They're gonna become so out of control. Like Todoroki's quirk is gonna be like. Instead of controlling fire ice, niggas just start combusting in the fire and ice. Like shit, shit'll get out of control. Like some people might be telekinetic while regenerative and like doing being like nuclear bombs themselves. Like think about Sugar Rocky, but times ten. And Fleck Turn was like, no, we want to keep humanity alive and destroy all quirks and just keep humans. But it was weird because he also had quirk people in there. He was basically wanted him to control the normal humans and kill off the major heroes. That was his plan. He wanted some niggas with quirks and for him to be in control of it, but kill off the major heroes. He had some cool partners with it, but the uh, the guys are going on missions trying to figure out where the re- religious zealots are located because he sets off this quirk bomb that makes everybody's quirk go crazy and to the point till they die. And Deku and them are at this, I forget what the city's called, something with the O, and they're, they're all looking for it. They don't find Fleck Turn. But then they're like, okay, let me stop this diamond heist because we're in the city and we're just doing things. And that's where we meet old Rody, I think his name is. or It's like Roddy or something like that. What's, 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 that, what's that name? I think it's Rody. Yeah, it's like uh, Rody Soul. Yeah, and we meet that guy. And basically he was a diamond thief. And then him and Deku are ch- Deku's chasing after him. And then this guy that worked for Fleck Turns, Human Air, is trying to escape and give messages to the heroes. Dude gets in a wreck. He has a briefcase. The briefcase Rody is carrying. They cross paths. And then basically, Deku and Rody get the wrong briefcase. The cops and them are trying to kill him. The villains are trying to kill him. And then Deku goes on the run for them trying to figure out where Fleck Turn is. And that's pretty much the movie, them going on the run, figuring out where Fleck Turn is. They figure it out where he is. And then they have the ultimate fight at the end where Deku, Bakugo, uh, Todoroki, and Rody defeat Fleck Turn and then save the day. That's pretty much the movie as fast as I could say it. But it's it's really good, though. I will say that. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed the movie as well. It was it's definitely my favorite My Hero movie so far. Yep. Easy. Uh, I'm, a, 
I'm gonna go back and rewatch um, the first two just to make sure you feel me. But I'm I'm not gonna lie, this one gave me a great feeling leaving the theater. It's a solid uh, superhero movie. Like the villain is legit. You understand what the villain's going after. There's a great uh, plot behind it. And I'll say this: the side characters entertaining. Whereas in movie two, I didn't like them little kids. I'm gonna be honest. I did not fuck with them little kids. In movie one, Militia Shields is cool because her dad was All Might's partner. She creates the rap for Deku, but Rhodey's a lovable character. And I believe him and Deku really became friends. Whereas with Militia Shields and the other one, it felt kind of contrived just for the movie. Yeah, you, just speaking on Rhodey real quick, you know I fuck with Rhodey super hard because he's a self-proclaimed delinquent. Like he said yep. he was a delinquent in the show. He's not your typical delinquent as far as you when you look at him. He doesn't look like your typical anime delinquent character, but I love his personality, love his character. Love he kind of reminds me of Yu Yu Hakusho a lot as far as him being a delinquent and not Yu Yu Hakusho, but Yusuke Yurameshi, uh, because he's, a, you know what I'm saying, a delinquent and because he has that bird that has the power that shows his real emotions. Cause that's, that's kind of like how Pooh was. It's kind of a reference to Pooh in a, in a way. I thought that was like Horikoshi being a nod at like Tagashi, like, Hey, this mm -hmm. is my, my version of Pooh. Cause that was basically, it was super like, cute too. That was just his quirk. It was just like, all this is, is this bird represents how he's feeling. And that I'm so happy you said that. Cause I didn't want to forget that. It de definitely reminded me of Pooh and Yusuke. And I really like the way they introduced it, too, as far as the fact that, you know, you don't know he has a quirk the whole time. Mm -hmm. He's not using a quirk. So you're just thinking the whole movie is about a quirk, like quirkless individuals. And like, so, what, what is his quirk? Is it going to be useful? But then when you find mm -hmm. out it's Pino, it's like, oh, and I, was, I wasn't even expecting that. Seeing Pino the whole movie, like you see Pino the whole movie and you kind of get it that, you know, that's his pet. But you didn't you don't understand that that's his fucking quirk. That's you don't expect quirk, that to be yeah. his quirk. Even when he says it, he's like, uh, Deku's like, what's your quirk? And he's like, you're not going to laugh at my quirk? And they don't show it? I'm sitting there like, what's his quirk going to be? Well, how are they going to make it useful? And at, at a point, I was sitting there like, it's not about to be the bird, right? It's something involving the bird, is it? But I wasn't so because like, I thought he was going to have a, a whole nother quirk, like an actual, like an actual, I'm not saying that's not an actual quirk, but I thought he was going to have, was gonna have something to quirk. counter. Yeah, I thought his quirk was going to be something made to like counter uh, Fleck Turns quirk. But Fleck Turns quirk makes a lot of sense. And we'll get into that final fight. But before we get into that, just on the way, I liked the side fights like Barrows and Sidero. Barrows, the arrow girl. Sidero's the dude with like the horns who made the big giant ball. And then they had Ragone, who was like the only guy with a, a Kaido Kanabo club. Like seeing all those side villains, I thought that was better than the other movie side villains. Like these felt compelling. And I got to say this for those caught up with the manga, Barrows was 100% Lady Najin inspired. Lady Nagan inspired. I just felt that the whole time, but she was badass with her longbow quirk, just picking them off. And seeing Deku use Black Whip in this movie was pretty badass. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Seeing Deku Spider Man his way around the city was hard. Seeing Deku low key show his ass and be like a goaded, goaded hero was hard. He really did a lot mm -hmm. of good shit. I do, I do have some complaints because he was getting his fucking shit rocked at the end. He kept just running into an ass whooping, but I ain't gonna lie. It's plot convenience because he, not plot convenience, but it was convenient for the plot that he. You know what I'm saying? Plus he, he needed to he needed to keep doing that to to learn the dude had a limit. You feel me? So it's like look, he wasn't I'm, doing it for nothing. But I was like, bro, you keep getting your ass whooped. You know he deflects you. Stop trying to attack the nigga. He's just gonna knock you away. Like think I'll of say a smarter this, way Krista, to attack him. It makes sense how they explain he beats him when you when you find out the other quirks of the six quirks that he has besides Black Whip. Like right now, you just think he kept going in at him, and I'm glad they did it that way. But it makes sense when, like, you see, like, him tapping into this all-for-one 
why he was able to break his limit when you find out what the other quirks are. That's all I'm gonna say. It makes sense. Yeah, because we I haven't seen him like break his little limit like that in a while. Like do that little, you know what I'm saying? You see the little red fucking shit come out of his face and he was really booting up. Uh I like seeing that, but for I manga like fans, seeing him get his fucking ass whooped. Oh no, he got his ass beat. For manga fans, I'm gonna say one word, Fajin. Y'all know what that means. And that's what I, I believe that's what Deku is doing. And they, they definitely that's what Deku they definitely doing. kept Deku's image up of just being, I don't want to say a cornball, I don't want to say corny, but just like your typical hero, like ah. Ain't nothing. I'm in the fucking vein of all might. I'm best hero, fucking innocent, not doing nothing bad. Can I I'ma be honest? And I'm gonna throw some quarters in this motherfucking shit. I was never scared for Deku losing in any fight in this, but boy, was I scared for Bakugo in that last fight. I was not scared for Todoroki, but Bakugo was getting his ass beat, bro. I was more blaze. scared for Todoroki than Bakugo because <laughs> I knew Bakugo was gonna whoop his that boy ass. Bro, Bakugo Todoroki had that was red eye. Unconscious underwater, like I don't know, Chris. I thought Bakugo was getting his ass whooped with that red eye. I was like, I ain't never seen Bakugo get his ass beat this bad before. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. They was working the fuck out of Bakugo, but you know Bakugo was gonna come out the end. He's not about to let Deku like that. Would have been a horrible ending if Bakugo had to get saved or Todoroki yeah. had to get saved. See, but Todoroki, I was never worried about because I was like, he's underwater. Just fl- flash freeze all this shit, nigga. Just fr- flash freeze this this Bane ass nigga because <laughs> I mean, that nigga was Bane. Like they said, he was on the drug trigger, which is from My Villain Academia, which is just a drug that um. Not my villain academia, uh, my my hero vigilantes. vigilantes yeah. yeah, which is just a drug that's basically, you know how Bane takes venom and it like boosts him up? Trigger just boosts your quirk. And that nigga was literally Bane that Todoroki was fighting. And that's a hard ass villain. I fuck with him too. I fuck with the villain that Todoroki was fighting more than I fuck with the little twin villain that Same. was fighting. But I do fuck with both of them. They were both cold. Yep, I agree with that. And then, um, yeah, no, it was just, look, great ending fights. I was excited that we didn't have to deal with uh, Karishima, Froppy, Yaomomo, Achako, Ida. No, we was yeah, with the, the series, three main you guys. See everybody get some shine, but you don't need all that for the movie. Didn't Make need that none of fillery. that. Didn't need none of that. That shit was badass when Deku was like, no, we're the only three that can go save this. I was like, fuck yeah. Ender was not going to save the day. I'm with this. And then I like the fact that, you know, Bakugo was calling Todoroki because it would it would not have made sense for him to call Bakugo. Just him being that cool with Todoroki and Todoroki but, knowing like the whole time the, the shit came up on the fucking screen was like Deku's uh, wanted for murder. And Todoroki's sitting there like, I'm on the phone with this nigga. I know he, he was like shocked. But he was like, I know this nigga didn't do this shit. Yeah. And everybody else was like, what? Deku? Yeah. No. What does this mean? It's like, I nah, don't son, believe Deku it. Didn't kill nobody, y'all fucking clowns. There's somebody setting them up. Like Todoroki's on the phone with him. Like we gonna get to the bottom of this shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we on it. You feel me? And, and then they kind of was absent for a little while. It makes sense that they put this movie right after the season because of the end of her arc and everything of where Deku was. It falls in a good. If I'm gonna say this, it falls in a better spot than the last movie does. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm not gonna lie. It, the the last movie was spoiling shit. This shit, I don't really think I've seen too many spoilers. I didn't make it obvious if they did. Nope, nope, none. I can't tell you nothing was spoiled. It's like head canon theory shit of how I think with that what I think they were doing. But mm-hmm. other other than that, I thought it was a solid, solid movie. Um, we did what did I want to say? Oh yeah, we wanted to talk about. But I will say, as great as the movie was, you can tell where Bones spent the money instead of season five. Yeah, they bullshitted their way through season five just so he could have a season out. But but they had Deku running on 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 a train, looking like some of the best shit I ever saw. That right, shit was so when funny. Whenever shooting the arrows through the train, and this nigga was Spider Man, and I was like, "This is where the budget went." Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of moments where I was like, "They throwing budget at this shit," <laughs> but like I like the I like the comedy part of it. Whenever 
uh, Rody was in the back of the uh, train. They was getting away. They was like, yeah, we good now. Yada, yada. And you just see Deku like slowly coming to the train. Yeah. like, right, shit's so funny, son. That's like I some f- American humor. I, I felt know, like that was humor. Demon Slayer comedy. I felt like they kind of took it with the eyes when he jumped on. I'm just, mm-hmm. I, it, it felt a little Demon Slayer inspired. I can't they might, they might, They might have got the, you know what I'm saying? They might have just felt that. Because Horikoshi definitely has his own way of doing comedy. But you could tell this was like the movie comedy. Yeah, but the, 100%. I liked it a lot. But you know what? I, uh, what a, a side note, just random shit from the movie that I really enjoyed. The police, bro. No cap. That was some Grand Theft Auto ass police, dog. I ain't gonna lie, son. As soon as son, he like pulled the gun out, like shot. he drew down on him. He's like, hey. I, I literally got to go to shoot y'all niggas. I just want to let y'all know that before I start shooting on y'all niggas so y'all can know what time it is. And Deku was like, what? And he's like, oh, what? That's all you? <laughs> I start shooting this. Deku was dipped with Rody. He's like, bro, they really started shooting at us. Like, I'm a hero. Yeah. Like, they, I didn't even, I'm not even convicted of anything yet. I'm just a suspect. Like, I'm not guilty of anything. But he, the y'all funny thing is, at me? Deku wasn't even a suspect. He was solving a, a crime. Literally. The other nigga was the suspect. Deku was just there. So they like, I. Top, top, top. And the killer part to me is this is how I knew they were Grand Theft Auto cops. After this, I was like crying, laughing. I'm like, I can't wait to see the cops for the rest of the movie. But they dip and then they go into that thing where, you know, because they, they dip and go to that little island shit on the, by the water. And mm-hmm. then uh, uh, what's her face? Start shooting at him. I forget her name. The uh, Oh, Saros. Uh, I think that's her name in the book. Yeah, Barrows. She, she, she starts shooting at him, but they they on their way to go to that little island where they're ducking off and they thought they were safe before she started shooting at them. The mm-hmm. cops chased them to the point where they jump off the bridge and go by the water and the cops run into the bridge and it's a pile up of cars. I, I love that moment. That was hilarious. Then they got the car start shooting and shit. It's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? So this is some Grand Theft Auto five star shit. I was like, they got six stars on this nigga Deku, son. They, they get said him Deku out of had here. 12 bodies, bro. Of course they had six stars on that nigga. <laughs> They're like, we got to get him out of here, bro. This nigga killed six niggas. But, but no, so I grab the thought of you got to blow up a tank. You got to fucking blow up a, a, a bunch of cars and shit. This nigga Deku, they just like, hey, we heard you kill some niggas. So 12 bodies. We're really going to arrest you. We just going to leave you out right here. Like, we got license American to police kill. style. Bow, get you up out of here. I'm giving the movie on movie standards. What would we give uh, Demon Slayer? Nine out of 10? I don't even remember. I'll probably give that bitch a 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. I don't know. I'm going to give this movie, I think I gave Demon Slayer like 9.5. And this is on the anime movie scale. I'm giving this a solid 8.99. I think it's a good, I think it's the best My Hero movie. That's what I'm standing this, in. This is a solid 9 for me. This is yep. like 9. I wouldn't say 9.5, but it's no, up there. But it's, it's good. There, it's very good. I agree. Well, There's right, very little that I disliked about it. I'll say that. Same, like I didn't and, and I, I agree with that. negative. I couldn't say anything that I was trying to look for the whole time watching because, you know, I didn't like the second movie. And this whole time I'm like, when you said, I think you're going to like it. I'm watching. I'm like, and, and some of the discord was like, I don't know. Pete was like mid. And I was like, um, I don't know if I'm listening to Pete. Pete liked the first one because of Melissa Shields. And then I was like, I'm I like the gonna, first one, too. The I'm first see one what, was really good. I like the first I'm gonna, one. I'm going to see what Chris. One. I'm going to see what Chris are talking about. And then when I when I got into it and you said this was more my speed, I was like, oh, this is just a good superhero movie. It was yeah, solid. It's just, it, that's the thing. It's no just a complaints. Good, a good hero, a good movie. Yep. Villain is good. Side character is good. I'm in it. I like this movie. But the dub was hard, bro. You know, oh, you, you want to see the dubs? I had to go see the dubs. I had to go see. I went to see the sub. Boy, nigga. Uh, you was clown. My boy, uh, Zeno Robinson was in there. I had to see what he, how he was. How, I know Hawks was in that bitch. He didn't have a lot of lines, but you feel me? I like to support because like, I, I like the dub. And to be honest with you, Deku is the weakest point of my hero. Usually when we talk about my hero, he he did a good job in the dub. I did like the mm. Deku. Like when shit got intense, 
there are certain things that you're never going to, you know, uh, 100% like about Deku, that the fact that he kind of sounds whiny when he says some things, sounds like he's like on the verge of crying a lot of the times. But whenever it was time to be badass, there was a couple of times where I was like, wasn't sold on it. But for the majority of the time, I was like, okay. He's okay. he's he's leveling up as a, a voice actor. I don't know if he's an OG voice actor, but he was. He Shout killed. out to the sub niggas in there with me. That was hard. Everybody Man, was. Bro, what, you went to the you went to the fourteen or the sixteen? Sixteen, bro. I went to the fourteen, bro. I had the recline seats. Thing. I no, was the, bitch. the fourteen is great. The fourteen is the the best. Bro, thing I never had because every every anime movie I ever went to see from Demon Slayer to Dragon Ball, I went in the sixteen. Booty it was seats. like regular ass fucking theater. I don't want to say like you know say some ratchet shit. You feel me? Some ratchet yeah. shit. But then I went over here and I, it looked like it was way more ratchet than like I was going to the other one just thinking that's all movie theaters. But now it but made no, they, it re- super they ratchet, redid it in the inside. They redid bro, they had everything. this little button. The funny thing about it is, bro, before we started the movie, I had posted on Twitter, but it's like the screen went. I saw that. Yeah, I saw you went viral like, for that, <laughs> bro. The, the thing had like kind of like they played the little you know the movie trailers. They're like, oh, get some popcorn, and then they played the shit that was like, all right. Turn your cell phone off here. You're going to be an asshole. Don't record shit in here. Yada, yada. And the, the lights dimmed a little bit. And it was like, it just, it just popped up. It was like white screen. You want to refresh your computer? And everybody's like sitting in there. And after like a couple seconds, everybody started looking at each other. And then, bro, somebody trying to, the, I guess there was a person, because uh, a person walked out to go get the, somebody who worked there. Mm-hmm. And the seats to recline them, it makes like a little noise if you're like at the the corner and it's all like some farting. So it was like complete silence. All of a sudden you hear somebody walked outside, bro, we was rolling in there. It was just a good experience to just to be around a bunch of my hero fans. It was Halloween. I'm surprised I didn't see nobody in cosplay or anything because fucking the other movies, it wasn't Halloween. And I remember when we went to the Grand People 16, bro. Nigga, they had a lot of Todorokis in the crowd. A That's lot a of fact. fucking Dekus in the crowd. But see, we, I don't think we were there opening night. When did you, you went sad? I don't think that was the first yeah, night. Yeah, we, we went the second and third nights. Yeah, and see, yeah, I went Monday. I went like. But it's Halloween. Like, yeah, it's Friday fair. wasn't Halloween, bro. Like, That's well, true. I guess Sunday they probably went in the, the get ups, I guess. Cause like the, before trick or treating, if they went early, the kids. Yeah. But, uh, it was just, it was, fun. I love watching, I love the movie experience of the theater and watching, you know, anime, anime movies, yeah, with the fans. It gives you a good feel, bro. It's like different than watching it to the crib, you know? No, that's a fact. But that's pretty much all we got this week, Chris. I tell the people they can follow you at on social media. Follow your boy at Twitter, at Twitter. <laughs> follow your boy on Twitter, at Chris SJE, at Chris SJE on Instagram. Follow your boy, Straight Jacket Elite. Is where you can find all my music videos and then SJE Connect. And the, the that's the YouTube channel where you can find all the AMVs and all that shit. But I start dropping a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of content. Like I got new November, every Friday I'm dropping a new song. So be prepared okay. for that. I'm dropping the first one is next week, uh, Slam Dunk. Okay. Uh, then we're getting into some iShield 21 shit. So it's sports, it's sports Vimbo for me right now. You know okay. what I'm saying? Sports anime. Sports you know I'm, I'm with it. I'm rocking and with it. I'm hyped. I got more. I got more uh, surprises on the way. So y'all follow me on social media and add me on my anime list. Uh, I think it's just Chris SGE because that's where you can find all the new shit that I'm reading. I kind of been on a break from reading a lot of shit with all the heat we getting. You know what I'm anime saying? Anime wise. wise, there's a few new things that I'm reading. I be trying to put people on. If y'all look through my watching or like watch shit, y'all go find some gems. <laughs> y'all make sure y'all not. go. Make sure y'all go follow Chris and support the music. Check out everything he's been doing. Got some good shit on the way. You can follow me at LimbyWT. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out all the stuff on the network. The latest Bros Who Binge. We reviewed the new Edgar Wright movie, uh, Last Night in Soho. The next one, we're going to be talking about Eternals, the new Marvel movie. So be on the lookout for that. The new Bros Who Think podcast will be out on Thursday. So check that out and subscribe to the YouTube for all the great anime content, whether that's 
anime talk, the anime conversations, or the One Piece manga reviews, which is heating up. Speaking of, right after I hang up this thing, I'm going on Twitter looking for them One Piece spoilers because I'll be out. Oh, it's like crack it's, this, it's too early in the week, man. I can't believe no. y'all be looking for it this early in the week, bro. It's it not yet. It's that shit don't drop till Friday. No, Sunday, nigga, you nigga. tripping? You tripping, nigga? The spoilers be out Thursday. Tuesday, officials, bro. Tuesday, Wednesday night. Let me see. Man, I'm One sick piece. right now, bro. Because it's Monday, and every Monday, son, every week, I look forward to a new Dandadan chapter, bro. This this man Yuki Nobutatsu did not drop a new Dandadan chapter. He dropped a random one shot. Niggas didn't even hype this one shot up. Niggas didn't even be like, hey, Dandadan's not coming out this week because we about to get a one shot. And nobody translated the one shot. It's not even on the Shonen Jump app. That shit made me so mad, son. I'm sitting there like, bro, I fuck with Yuki no Butatsu, bro. But why would you why would you cut off my Dandadan supply for a week? You know what I'm saying? You don't know what that does to a man. Like, imagine if you get one piece taken away from you and they don't do the usual uh, Oda's going on break next week. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna like be hurt. tomorrow. You're expecting, like, if you're looking at the leaks right now, imagine you don't get the leaks, and then it's like two days past, you're supposed to get the leaks, and you're like, hmm, what yeah, the I, fuck? Think, I think the leaks are out. I think they're out. Boys. Oh, my god, <laughs> this man wilding about some one piece. I'm I'm catching up, bro. I, bro. I'm not, you gotta you gotta go watch Comey K Communicate. You watch, oh, no, I'm watching, I'm, I'm watching that today. I'm gonna live stream it when I get off of work. I'm gonna. Live tweeted, I'm gonna be like, This is what Chris So the animation's so cold, too, bro. You see. It's beautiful for, for slice see. of life. Shit. The reason why slice of life is so bad because it's boring. This shit is far <laughs> from boring. This shit, they threw budget at it. Great story, compelling characters. If it's not your bag, I understand that it's not your bag. We but you gotta, see. See, you gotta give it props. I'm gonna see, give it, I'm gonna no, give it a chance. I'm gonna give it a chance. It's I'm up a, there with Blue Period for me. It's different. I don't want you to think it's like that deep as far as like Blue Period, fuck around, make you cry and shit. But is is that deep just in a different way? It's like more of a comedy. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna peep game. And um, but that's pretty much all we got for this week. Thank you again to Spicy Lady ENT for coming on the show. Y'all make sure y'all go follow her on social media. But for Chrissa, for Lynn, my name is Lennon Burton. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Until then, peace. <laughs>